Good happy morning. Good morning. Good morning this morning. Good happy morning. I almost pulled a Margaret Sharp. I'm late. You know, I was with Margaret Sharp last night, as a matter of fact. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Had the uh, Peter Pfeiffer event in Cool Dell. Peter Pfeiffer running for U.S. Senate. You know. I'm telling you what, it's not a foregone conclusion. These guys are all going to be swapped by Josh Hawley. It doesn't necessarily stand a reason. I don't see any, uh, see any bars on the stream. Oh, there it is. Gotcha. Now I see bars on the stream. There are bars on the stream. Everything working well there, man? We all good? Perfect. Yeah, I saw Margaret Sharp last night. We were at the uh, Cool Dell in Manchester. Little uh, swim club out there. It's not a community pool. We'll call it that. Competing. Swim club. They have a team, correct? A damn good team, too. Yeah, a lot of good people out there. So, uh, and beautiful Manchester. It's really not that far away. It's right, uh, it's, I, I would call it more near De Pere, but I'm sure that those people would uh, say, no, it's Manchester. Leave us alone. Don't uh, try to get get it on us. So, yeah, it's been uh, so it was an exciting night. And uh, congratulations to uh, Mr. Pfeiffer. I, he's going to be here, I think, about 8.30 or so. We're going to have him coming on in then around around that time. So it's going to be uh, great. We're going to be following up on that in uh, just a little bit. Also, Mark is going to pop in. Gia Valenti is going to be here. And let me tell you something about, remember Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and what a great movie that was? Yes. Violet had a stroke. Just let you know. Oh. I know, man. It's a bummer. 
She's in critical condition. Denise Nickerson, who was violent from, from Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory. She's the one who ate the gum and then got really big, and they yeah. had to roll her out. Remember that? Yep. You guys remember that scene? Benito. That's all. Don't you know what this is? My gum, it's gum. Wrong. It's the most amazing, fabulous, sensational gum in the whole world. What's so fab about it? This little piece of gum is a three-course dinner. Bull. No, roast beef, but I haven't got it quite right yet. I don't care. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't. So long as it's gum, then that's... By the way, was there any greater, really nice adult-slash-kid role than Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka? It's hard to compete. I mean, he was, he was, if we could just get a little more volume on this uh, computer too, that'd be great. But he, he's, uh, this was quintessentially the great role because as an adult, you can watch this movie and get exactly what Gene Wilder was talking about. Hey. Right. Violet, now don't you do anything stupid. <gasps> What's it taste like? It's tomato soup. It's hot and creamy. I can actually feel it running down my throat. She had a stroke. To say how old she is now? 60-something. Oh, Why doesn't she listen to Mr. Wonka? Because, Charlie, she's a nitwit. It sure is great. Soup. She's a nitwit. Hey, the second course is coming up. Roast beef and a baked potato. This is a great Ooh. movie, by the way. Sour cream? <laughs> What's for dessert, baby? Dessert? Here it comes. Blueberry pie and cream. It's the most marvelous blueberry pie I've ever tasted. Most of these kids were just so obnoxious. It was just such a great movie about spoiled, rotten children. Fantastic. Every sentence ended like this. Lolita, <laughs> what's happening to your face? Cool it, Dad. Let me finish. Yeah, but your face is turning blue. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. And this is this is where they introduce the oompas. You can say that again. The Oompa Loompas. Those weird oh. guys. Violet, what are you doing now? You're blowing up. I feel funny. Why, you're blowing up. Why, you're blowing up, Violet. I'm not surprised. What's happening? You're blowing up like a balloon. Like a blueberry. Somebody do something. <laughs> Call a doctor. A- Actually, you go through, the, I, I went through some of the Willy Wonka's greatest lines because they're all, it's all over the internet. You can have Willy Wonka's greatest <laughs> lines. It happens every time. They all become blueberries. You've really done it this time, haven't you, Wonka? I'll break you for this. Oh, well. Willy Wonka had, he had such disdain for everybody in this movie, which was great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I wonder what the screenwriter, this is what he was watching when he took some LSD and watched Wizard of Oz. And he goes, oh, yeah. now I know. Help! Help! Oh, we got to let the air out of her quick. There's no air in there. Hmm? That's juice. Juice? Would you roll the young lady down to the juicing room at once, please? Here they come. Here come the oompas. She has to be squeezed immediately before she explodes. Explodes! That color orange. I don't think you can ever duplicate that. Anyway, she had a stroke. So, hope you're happy. No. Hope 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 you're happy now. Did you see what happened when the individuals, we also have Lisa Page and we have Peter Strzok. These are two people that if America doesn't hate them by now, they absolutely need to. (laughs) 
We'll give them an opportunity to do so. Yeah, yeah. Here, we're going to give you guys another three minutes to hate <laughs> the worst couple in the world. I mean, the most disgusting, vile, traitorous, piece of garbage couple you could possibly find. That should be an award. Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. And I love how the left is always like, yes, but they're law enforcement people, you know, you need to trust law enforcement. These people have risked their lives. These are the same people out in burning convenience stores out in Ferguson. Wait, these people have committed themselves to years and decades of service to the United States of America. How dare you challenge them? Right? Those are the same people, aren't they? Yes. Same people who, who, are, who were bussed in from Webster Groves to protest the Stockley verdict that we saw from the... Right. From and, the helicopter. And Berkeley. Yes. <laughs> they were bust in from Berkeley. As Law well. enforcement, the CIA, these people have committed years and years of their lives to service to this country. How dare you challenge their amazing credibility? Let's challenge it one time and see their case file. <laughs> yeah. What we, did they do? We, we can. We can't believe how you could possibly think this about our... Men and women in blue. <laughs> Our esteemed law enforcement spy apparatus. Remember when they all thought that the, the like they all thought the CIA and the FBI and they didn't want the Patriot Act and they did this and they did that. And they all thought that somehow, some way, some way, shape, or form that these individuals were gonna bring down the United States of America and, and the fascist um, military industrial complex and all those usual suspects. Now suddenly, anybody anybody related to law enforcement who might happen to dislike Donald Trump is an American hero. <laughs> you know, yeah. They risked their lives for this country. All these pencil pushing, bureaucratic, left wing loons. And by the way. The only way I could figure that Peter Strzok, as a person over 40, to be as liberal as he was is because Lisa Page had you-know-what, and he didn't, which is always what gets you into trouble. The Kimmel syndrome. Uh, yes. Yep. It's the, it's the vagina syndrome is what that is. <laughs> Starring Jane Fonda. Yeah. Peter Strzok needed the Lisa Page vagina so bad he would do anything for spit take. I love this country, but you know what I love more? Lisa Page's vagina. <laughs> and, 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 you, and, and if you think I'm kidding, I'm not kidding in the slightest. Lisa Page must have the most world-famous vagina that you're ever going to find anywhere in the land. That must have been some solid V right there. Or if that's in her file. Or it probably wasn't looking at Peter Strzok, but looking at both of them, it's like, you know, just look up uh, like, like Google ugly porn and you could probably find. <laughs> uh, Here, let me do that. No, amateur trailer park porn. Just look up that and, and you'll, you'll find Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. And there are offshoots all over the place. Uh, I wouldn't do that because the company might get you get you in trouble. Oh no! I see. Never me. mind. We are the company. <laughs> Look up as you will, my friend. 
They're just images of me on here. I don't, I don't want your whole, oh, wait, hold on. Here. Anyway, so she now, apparently they don't want to, uh, they don't want to testify anymore. They, uh, apparently, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page have decided, um, you know, after all, I don't think we really want to, I don't think we really want to do this anymore. We're not going to uh, be too excited about this anymore. And apparently now it's, well, the networks are like, well, how, how dare you think that the that, that she has anything to hide as a result of that? I mean, you know, hour, this situation is really coming to a head. The House Judiciary and Oversight Committees sent this letter that lays out three options. FBI lawyer Lisa Page can show up tomorrow at a public hearing with her former lover and colleague, Agent Peter Strzok, give a closed door deposition Friday or face more legal trouble. Yeah, we'll see if she, depositions, by the way, uh, uh, subpoenas, when you get a subpoena, they're not multiple choice. They're not, maybe you can be here or, hey, if you don't mind, we'd love to see you sometime. Or if you could swing by the interview room, we'd appreciate that. No, your ass is supposed to be there and 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 your ass is supposed to show up. That's what a subpoena does. You got a picture of her over there? Yeah. Not flattering. It does appear that Lisa Page apparently has something to hide. The Republican chairman with direct oversight for the Justice Department. Of course they do. You know, I I was thinking yesterday that it might turn out that some of these people plotted to kill Donald Trump. I know. It It really does give you pause, doesn't it, Steve Church? It does. I'm just trying to think back through the campaign or the uh, primary. Where's my Santino cigar sign? Oh. What'd you do with that? I, I haven't done anything with it. Mike and Shannon are going to be angry. Don't look at my office in Chesterfield, but I haven't done anything with it. No, we've got to put that up. You yeah, we do. Just like not put, you, you can hardly miss the damn thing in there. Why didn't you bring it out here? I didn't bring anything out here. <laughs> I'm not union. I know. I'm, they, these, guys aren't, these guys aren't either, but... Local four must have done it. Yeah. I got to get that Santino cigar sign out here. I'm going to be fired by them if I don't have it out here. We need to give them some love, the Santino cigar, my friends. That's right. Mike Marino and Shannon. SantinoCigars.com. Santino cigars right there off of Vogel Road in beautiful Arnold. That's where that's happening. L.A. L.A. Department and the Bureau laid down a marker for there the former is. FBI. Here, let's for, forget this, uh, this FBI <laughs> hearing nonsense. <laughs> All this other. You, you ask and I. I forget I this FBI hearing Peter Strzok, Lisa Page rigmarole. Forget, forget all of their shenanigans over there. You know what I would do if I were you? I, I would put that, that one thing up there. Put Miami. On the table. Yeah, put yeah, put your put your my fifteenth Emmy over here. Yes. And then move that one speaker back a little bit where the leg is. And don't try to put that uh fishnet pantyhose thing on either. I know what you're thinking. I oh know my god. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Just push that back there. There you go, Stevie. Push it back. There you go. Push it back, push it back, way back. There you go. There you go. Are you a cheerleader? Now put uh, put the leg, yeah, down on the bo- thing right there. Put it right there. On the thing. On, on this the thing, thing right there. No, no, on your fa- on your. I mean, on on that thing. 
There you go. Here. Do I have to do everything? Hang on. Put that up there on the thing. Santino cigar. Lean that up against the wall there. Not too far. You're gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna fall. No, it's How not. What are you doing? That's not gonna fall. Yeah, it's gonna fall. Okay, now plug that in. You plug it in. You plug it in. <laughs> there you go. Now we'll get to that other garbage, that stuff we call. One second, guys, where our stream fell off. What's that? Facebook acted weird. It wasn't, we have internet, but for whatever reason, our stream. Okay. All right. Yeah, it was Facebook's side this time. I don't know what's going on. Oh, it was it was Facebook's problem. Yeah. Oh. Got pull bars for internet and everything. So. Okay. Where's the um here plug? Uh, that's the plug right there. Oh, I see. So you have to do it on the other side over there. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna get the uh, Facebook stream up again. And uh, get it all together again. And we're on the stream. We're the regular stream. RadioFreeElman.com is where you can find the uh, the actual. Is it, you able to find a, pl- a plug over there? A, a notch over there? No notch. Cord? Yeah. Shaves without a cord. Yeah, turn that off. The leg will turn that off. Plug that. The, light, the, the leg lamp doesn't need to be on. And then turn the Santino cigar sign on there. There you go. Whoa, there's a little dimmer on there, though, baby boy. There's a dimmer on there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a dimmer on there. Is there a dimmer on here? Yeah, there's a dimmer on there. Dimming a little bit there. So our, our Facebook is down, really? Yeah. Okay. It, it, I don't know what caused it. We have full internet, no problem there. Streamer's running fine, but All right. it was doing an encoding problem, so. Okay. I am that's, that's fine. Um, yeah. Are, are you guys still there at, uh, well, I, I'm seeing people, it's, it's the, the, the actual people are up. It's just that the, uh, the visual isn't up. The notification just came up that it was a music licensing. What music licensing is that? Yeah, but nothing played yet. I don't know. I oh. We aren't listening to any music. Was it the intro, you think? Yeah, I know. What? Nah, it wasn't, it wasn't even that. I, I played a little bit of the uh, the Willy Wonka thing. But that, it couldn't have been the Oompa Loompa, because there wasn't much of that even on there. So... Um, I'm not, I'm not seeing anybody. I, I'm seeing people saying good morning here. Is, this, is it because of the, uh, are we still not up? Or? No, it's still not up, so it's, that's got to be a lag or something. On this okay. Facebook being weird, I can't, I can't pinpoint it. This is not a normal problem. Yeah. Well, well let's just wait and see, because I, I know you guys on the stream are, um, are trying to figure this out, but I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what the, what the deal is with, with Facebook. I don't understand uh, why that's not why that's not happening with us? I did just see the thing song up though. They did ding us for some sort of copyright. For what the the the, the stupid Willy Wonka thing? It'll send me an email. I'll try to see whenever I look it up here in a little bit. Huh? Uh. Yeah. 
it's 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 really uh, but yeah. So Grant Martin says he can hear us on the app, but not on Facebook. Thank you, Grant. I appreciate you uh, uh, filling us in on 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 all that that's uh, going on there. But yeah, that that's that's one of the big problem is you is it, but but they but we're still not up on Facebook though, which is kind of uh, weird to me. You know. So anyway, I, I don't know whether Lisa Page is going to show up today or not, but there's this assumption by even the news media when they're dealing with it that somehow the that that somehow it's an option for her to show up or maybe not show up or whatever. But a subpoena isn't an option for you. You have to show up and be there. Clear who is under subpoena. She has been in complete defiance of cooperation with the House Judiciary Committee and the Oversight and Government Reform Committee for seven months now. She should comply with it now before she's held in contempt of Congress, which could happen as soon as Friday. Page's lawyers released a new photo of their client who was scheduled to give a closed-door deposition today on Capitol Hill in front of two House panels. Yeah, her, the, the, the woman with the most powerful reproductive organ on earth, Lisa Page. She looks so irresistible. Page and her legal team pulled out, blaming the FBI for failing to provide timely access to Page's notes and records. They were claiming that this whole thing was, has been overly politicized. That was their big thing that, that the whole atmosphere surrounding them being interviewed and beyond is somehow it's being overly politicized. These are two people who politicized the entirety of the FBI, it seems, now complaining about it being overly politicized. Yeah. Look in the John mirror. Fox in a statement, there's no basis for claims that Lisa has anything to hide or is unwilling to testify, then accusing the House panels of bullying tactics. The committee chairman. Yeah, bullying tactics. They're suddenly now worried about the fact that the FBI and the federal government are a bunch of bullies when these people tried to basically engineer the victory of Hillary Clinton and then in the aftermath, the demise of President Trump. Encountered that they had to call in federal officers because Paige and her team were playing games. Yeah, and and that's right now seemingly what the news media is doing is is they're taking her side in general that was a fox news report that gave credence obviously to what the rest of the america is thinking that this is like a complete corrupt roost job but on the other hand now we're seeing that uh that that most of the media is like oh yeah sure it's politicized it's a witch hunt against lisa page and against Peter Strzok. I think we'll get the infamous I plead the fifth statement. Um, well, it doesn't look like they have that option right now because they are, at this point, I think, they, if they were going to do it, they would have claimed it by now. They, they, would, have, they would have done that by now. Or they might show up and, and plead the fifth. But it's a, it's a closed-door hearing, so... If they, if that were going to be their argument, then they would just go ahead and right off the bat say, this is baloney. We're not going to gotcha. do what we plead to You fifth. can't pick and choose your Fifth Amendment. Uh... Yeah, but you you can. I mean, you can, you can basically fight the subpoena. Uh, but what they're doing is that they're not, they're not really doing it necessarily on a on a on a legal basis as much as they are on a uh, on a on a 
regular basis. Are we not up on Facebook now, or are we still? Oh, we are, okay. Um, Let me rephrase that. Can, you can't line item your no, Fifth you Amendment. Can't. <laughs> you can't, but, but it's supposed to, be, uh, uh, supposed to be on background, but that's kind of uh, where it's all at. All right, so meanwhile, over the Native Summit, uh, did you see that the, the coverage from CNN here, uh, this is just unbelievable, the kind of nitpickiness that CNN is doing. Uh, John Kelly is up there and, and he's... I want to show you watch this. what John Kelly, the chief of staff, a, a lifetime Marine general, what he looked like during this breakfast meeting. Let's just watch. Mm-hmm. Controlled by Russia with natural gas. So you tell me, is that appropriate? I mean, we've been complaining about this from the time I got in. By the way, John Kelly, you know what he's doing? What do you think he's doing? Steve Church. I don't know. He's drinking he He's drinking yeah. a glass of water. And a new pipeline. And you tell me if that's appropriate, because I think it's not. And I think it's a very bad thing for NATO, and I don't think it should have happened. By the way, President Trump is kicking rear over there at the NATO summit. I think we have to talk to Germany about it on top of that. <laughs> so, you see, so you see John Kelly there. You see Mike Pompeo both sitting there stoically, Kay Bailey Hutchison. I'm not sure. They're down with this whole thing. They, they've oh. done this before with John Kelly uh, because John Kelly's drinking water. They tried to make it so that John Kelly is rolling his eyes and doing all this kind of stuff. And they look at the faces of these people listening to President Trump and they try to interpret what actually they are thinking while they're uh, while they're listening to President Trump. They have no idea what John Kelly or Mike Pompeo are thinking, but they're all doing body... They, they all bring on the body language experts. Yeah, which the indication even more that Trump is doing well because this is all they have left to complain about. And and they are. Watch, so they're going to take... Creative. Further. Yeah, I mean, I look, John, John Kelly was one shot away from a spit take and a face palm. <laughs> He's drinking a glass of water sitting there in the morning. They're probably all, by the way, jet lagged and everything else. I want you to look at their faces and look at how many drinks of water. That's vodka. The chief of staff needs. That's vodka right there. I mean, this is your CNN analysis where they're saying that John, they're, they're, they're playing the role of John Kelly if John Kelly were indeed against President Trump. They sound like the view. About this. John Kelly there, you know, shrugged. I like a good body language. Looked segment. away. He's like, oh, boy, here oh we go boy. again. You know, you got the sense that they were not comfortable with the president's views on this alliance. That's right. That's what we're getting from our news media, everybody. All the best things in life are free. Live from the, the Discovery Design Studios, discoverydesigninc.com. She is going to be in here about 7.30 or so, and then Mark Kaysen's popping in. Can't wait. 6.45. He'll declare that... President Trump is still going to jail. Jail, and we'll be in jail by the time we get it all over with. And then the other side of this, of course, we'll have our esteemed national anthem. Don't don't think we've forgotten, everybody, about our 
national anthem, people. By the way, we're going to follow up on this whole thing regarding Sasha Baron Cohen and Sarah Palin. That's apparently getting really pretty thick, you know? And it's not that big of a deal, but it's fun to talk about. He tricked her, but he played a disabled. Apparently, it's worse than it even comes across with the whole mocking or playing or portraying a disabled vet. It's really bad. Now, I think he's pretty funny, but I don't think it's that funny. He's getting some crap for it. Also, we have a latest poll. As we notice, incumbent red state senators are in a little bit of trouble. And guess who one of them might happen to be? That's right. Her first name begins with a C, and her last name begins with an M. How's that going to play out for Peter Pfeiffer, who we saw last night at one of his events? Thank you, Peter, for having us up there at Cool Dell. How's it going to play out for the rest of the team? Austin Peterson and Tony Minetti, Christy Nichols, Cortland Sykes said last night, and I'll say it again, it's a strong possibility that our next Republican nominee could win the nomination with maybe 18, 19, maybe 20% of the vote, people. Yeah, maybe 20% of the vote. Thank you, David Gray. And now on to our national anthem, people.
Welcome to Radio Free Almond and the Discovery Design Studios. Don't forget also, speaking of our sponsors, got to love our friends over at Mattress King. And thank you, Mattress King, for your sponsorship of this show. And Chris over there at Mattress King says, all you got to do is give him a call. 636-698-5167-636-698-5167. They have open hours on Saturday from 10 to 2. You can just walk on in at Mattress King. But if you go to Facebook.com slash One Mattress King, you'll see the Facebook page and everything else, and you'll see great deals. You'll see their beautiful bamboo mattresses. And they keep it simple there. So everything is by appointment only Sunday through Friday. And Chris Kenneman is urging you to go ahead and give him a shout. 636-698-5167. And, yeah, they've got open hours on Saturday, 10 to 2. But for the most part, likes to keep things appointment only. It's how they keep their prices low. They don't have to keep a staff just kind of sitting around waiting for people to walk in. And nothing fancy about Mattress King except for the fact you're going to get great prices from them on all your mattresses and well below the prices you're going to find anywhere else. And again, the technology here regarding the bamboo is it's it's pretty amazing what they uh, what they have for you. High quality and it's symbol. I don't know whether you've heard of the symbol mattress, but it's about half price below other retail chains out there. And it's hugely comfortable. And this symbol mattress has been around since 1961. They call it the Aldi Grocery Store of Mattresses. Bunch of cash discounts, all that kind of thing. 3004 South St. Peter's Parkway Suite Cube. You'll know what that's all about. You'll see it there. But check it out. Chris is waiting for you for your appointment. Thank him for supporting Radio Free Almond and free conservative radio. 636-698-5167. So thank you, Chris, for all your help. And Mattress King is an awesome place. And you'd love what they have to offer you there. This Sarah Palin story, even following the whole Sasha Baron Cohen, 
Yeah, it mock up of of her. To me, it read like the same story I read six years ago when he duped somebody else, and ten years ago when he duped somebody else. But as you pointed out before the break, uh, this character in itself is. Uh, it's 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 the it's the disabled veteran thing that's bothering everybody. I right. think that, that's that's causing all the uh, all all the consternation and and he's and he's posing as a disabled veteran, which isn't helping his case at all. Again, I don't get too I, I don't get too worked up about certain elements of entertainment. I mean, I, I get it, and I, I just. It's a it's a double edged sword when you panic about every little thing that comes your way. I was going to say that that's what, and I've this has been my one um, complaint about Sarah is that she tends to blow things up bigger than they need to be. To come out and make a big statement and denounce this is giving it so much attention. It was her her braining it up has given this so much attention that I think it needs to be yeah i i think you're right um, unfortunately what happens is though it's hollywood is always a a great foil for a lot of these individuals who are able to be out there and say you know what see how little regard and little respect they have for our country and they do and and it's one thing to to pursue something and say hey this is just we're just having fun with Sarah Palin, but the Sasha Baron Cohen thing apparently goes a lot deeper than that. There's a lot more to it, and I think, and again, I would never want Sasha Baron Cohen's product to be canceled or pulled off the air or you know anything of uh, of that nature. I just think that it's worthy to kind of bring up as a thing and and know that as an issue, these guys have very little regard for the u.s military and beyond and certainly i wouldn't advocate censoring him or keeping him from doing his broadcast it's all up to you guys anyway right. and this being a showtime presentation and production i think that says all you need to know where yeah. this is going to go did you see they were spying on brett kavanaugh and i don't know whether you guys were able to see uh what they were uh catching him doing they they kind of uh they there was apparently a a piece of video uh and they captured they they they, they were posting this iphone camera video of matt kavanaugh or matt of uh, brett kavanaugh and i don't know i hope you guys i hope this doesn't mean the end of his confirmation hearing and and everything else i hope this doesn't ruin the possibility he's going to become a supreme court justice but uh, i don't know whether you guys have seen this it's all over it's going viral everybody must be disgusting oh vile. it's 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 something that normally none of us would even think about doing uh in any way shape or form and you know if this were barack obama it would bring down his presidency i mean if this were a democrat they would they would just be the end of them. So I'm hoping this doesn't have any impact on the Brett Kavanaugh thing. Because we were all very excited about Brett Kavanaugh being the new Supreme Court justice. In fact, we we noticed that all these Democrats now are coming out of the woodwork and 
supporting him. Remember when the whole thing was about Susan Collins, Susan Collins, Susan Collins? Meanwhile, it might all hinge on Susan Collins. Well, you know what? Susan Collins could herself, like the like the blueberry girl, have a stroke and nobody would have to care because it's going to be Democrats who push Brett Kavanaugh over the top. It's going to be, you know who it might be? Claire McCaskill. It might be Manchin. It might be John Tester. We already, those are just three Democrats who we can just say right off the bat will be possibly. Because she's walking on eggshells here. Oh, yeah. Missouri. We got, we got some polling information to tell you that. So, anyway, this, this info that we're seeing regarding uh, Brett Kavanaugh, I don't know. I, I hope this is, I hope nobody else sees this, but it's going everywhere. So, a passerby uh, spotted. Kavanaugh, she was on her way home from work Wednesday night, and she sent these pictures. She's funneled them to the news media. One of one of the people she funneled them to was the uh, was the was the Daily Caller, and it's a picture of Matt Kavanaugh. Man, this is embarrassing. Uh, should I tell people what it is? I don't know, Jamie. Why? Why? Why do this to him? Okay. Well, I, I've got, I, listen, we're, we, we are all about being transparent and we're all about, you know, being out in the open. And so, listen, when one of our own does something that would embarrass us and that would, you know, cause a lot of consternation, we, I think we owe it to you to be transparent and to, and to tell you what the deal is. We've all supported Brett Kavanaugh. There have been people who are, for instance, in the New York Times, liberals who have done stories and and columns and things like that saying, I defy you to even find one judicial nominee who could possibly be better than this guy. And I'm a liberal, the guy says. So, uh, you know, we were so damn excited about this. I'm not, I just don't know how this is going to go over. So the woman got pictures of him serving meals to the homeless outside of Catholic charities in downtown Washington. No. No. I know. It's always that. It's it's always stuff like that that's always going to bring down a Republican. Them fooling around and doing things that are embarrassing to the rest of us. And, you know, we, we believe in these people. We invest our hard-earned love of President Trump. We invest just all of this guts and glory, and we have a guy nominated in less than 48 hours after he's nominated to succeed Justice Kennedy. There he is outside of Catholic Charities in downtown Washington. Look at this. Unbelievable. That's photoshopped. It's got to be fake. There's no way. Flag that as fake news right now. Let me see who did it. It's probably some left-wing lunatic. Probably some left-winger who, who took this picture and then, and then mocked it up like he's serving the homeless outside of Catholic charities. He's because, probably smiling, too. Damn it. Anyway, so I don't know. I, I think right now I, I'm sure that there's going to be a, a move to stall the confirmation hearing. We thought maybe it was going to be the first week of August. Now I'm sure that President Trump is going to have to go back and probably nominate Merrick Garland after all. When's the press conference? When is he going to remove his name from the nomination? I'll tell you what. 
this is what we're going to see again, like we have with all of these other nefarious individuals. I'm sure his hapless, suffering, long-suffering wife is going to have to stand next to him at the podium as he apologizes to the rest of the world for serving the homeless outside of Catholic charities in Washington. Come on. Do conservatives always have to do stuff like this to embarrass their people? Next thing you know, President Trump's going to meet with, like, the North Korean leader and talk about disarming him. I mean, how is it that we can be this betrayed? Next thing you know, you know what the President Trump's going to be? This is what's so crazy is, so while his nominee is serving the homeless outside of Catholic charities, you know what he's doing? He's over in Europe asking the Europeans to pay more for their own defense. How more, much more embarrassing can we get as a country? I mean, I'm John Kelly is so embarrassed, he's drinking water while the president is speaking. This world has been turned upside down. Our world, Stephen. I don't feel like it's, it's my world anymore after world. seeing crap like this. It's not just this world. I don't even know what they have in these styrofoam containers. It's probably food. Kool-Aid. Yeah. I, you know, they have a close-up of what he's putting in the styrofoam container. And just our luck, it's food. You know? And you know what they used? They probably used a, like one of those telescopic kind of lenses to zoom in and see what he's putting in those styrofoam containers for the homeless. And lo and behold, embarrassment upon embarrassment, it's food. How much money did he get paid for this? Did he get under the table? Probably. Oh, I mean, we'll probably see. We'll probably see video of coinage being passed under the table to him for doing this nefarious act. What a what a prostitute! Brett Kavanaugh turns out to be, after all. Next thing you know, Mark Kaysen's going to love Korea. I, I just I don't know what to say anymore. You know what? I bet, you know what? I bet you President Trump's going to turn around and do uh, later if he hasn't already. I hope he. I hope he hasn't cut taxes for the American public. You know what's going to happen next? Manufacturing jobs are going to be at an all-time high uh, that they haven't been for the last ten years. That's probably going to happen next. That's going to be another thing to ruin our week. You know what? I bet you. Next thing you know, that damn. Fed in Atlanta is going to predict that the GDP is going to be upwards of 4.8%. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like giving up. Really? Are you going to tell me that we're producing more oil now than we have in 50 years? Really? No, I'm, I'm telling you. I am delusional. Uh, here's the deal. I am. Uh, I work hard to try to get this stuff for you people and, and, and get everybody up to speed and do the show and you know, work hard, Radio Free Almond coming back, and to, and, and to fight for, uh, for conservative beliefs and those kinds of things, and common sense, and boom, here we are. Derailed. Derailed by Trump, Brett Kavanaugh's feeding the homeless outside of a, oh, well, anyway. Are we uh, are we doing okay on the on the stream or something? People are complaining yeah. about not being able to hear us or uh, 
what, what's up, Matt? Why don't you come in and let us know what's going on? Because um, trying to figure it out. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt. What's up, brother? Hi. I'm here. Everything's good on my end. Oh, so it far. is. Yeah. So, um, but if anyone is experiencing problems, please tell me in the chat room so that I can try to figure it out. But from what I can tell on my iPhone, iPad, and computer, everything's functioning correctly. I keep hearing people talking about sound, or, and, and we might be behind. I don't know. Um, uh, Could be a delay. Yeah. Uh, I guess. There's a long delay. There's about a 30 second delay at times. Oh, is it? Well, a 30 second delay? Yeah. For okay. you and I, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I think part of it, it it's probably, uh, it, it, yeah, uh, let's see. Grant Martin says we can't, he can't hear us. Uh, I don't know. We're, 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 we're trying. We're trying to figure it out. So, uh, yeah, Stephen, I don't know why we're even bothering with this stuff anymore. It's probably why Grant can't hear anything. What's up? It sounds perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That's good. Perfect. All right. Yeah, I think I'm, I think, uh, hey, Grant, you know what? Here's the deal, buddy. Um, Blaine Kavanaugh. I, I, I think, I think we're, I think I'm, gonna, I'm a, I, th- I love Grant, but I think I'm about to block him from Facebook because he's probably the most obnoxious guy in the Facebook room right now. It's Kavanaugh's fault. I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. He just keeps, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, so yeah, that's where we're at, Stephen. Where we're kind of like uh, in a situation where we we can't progress. We keep it's always uh, one step up and two steps back, as as Bruce Springsteen would say. Oh, I recall Paul Abdul with a great pop tune, and 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 and, and Will Smith. That? <laughs> All right, coming up, Gia Valenti is going to be in the house with us for a little while. We're also going to harass none other than Mark Cason, who's still, although now I'm thinking he's going to be uh, the guy who's he's, the leader. He's going to be he's going to be thrilled with all these bad things happening today. Yeah. He's going to be absolutely thrilled, and I, I really don't, I don't know if I want to be around it. It's a bad day. It's a bad day to have him in uh, on the show. So, because I think we're going to finally have a defeat on our hands, thanks to. Uh, oh yeah, Tara Lynn wants to talk about uh, George Lopez. Can the left get any more sick? And George Lopez has never been that funny, but let me now. He decides he's going to. Pretend he's peeing on Donald Trump's star. We'll be back. It's Radio Free Almond. We are live from the Discovery Design Studios. Thank you guys over there. All your trucking needs. Everything you need. Rick and Jerry Pogue and the rest of the gang have it. DiscoveryDesignInc.com.
People from the Discovery Design Studios, DiscoveryDesignInc.com. It's uh, Radio Free Almond. Thanks a lot for joining us, and happy Thursday to all of you. Somebody was asking whether or not there was going to be any kind of uh, repeats uh, next week, or that it's going to be completely dark. Radio Free Almond will. I'll be doing Facebook Lives from Italy, is what I'll be doing. So I'm going to time it out right so that... I'll be able to kind of uh, talk to you all, and I think we're, uh, I gotta figure I think we're eight hours ahead, something like that. So Sounds maybe very romantic. Two o'clock in the afternoon, I'll be doing my Facebook Lives from some beautiful Italian place. I don't know. Going to be at a villa, so there's, there's, there's a pool there, so I might just do my... Facebook lives from the pool. I'm not going to be that long, but I'll do at least an hour or so, probably a day, somewhere along the line for you, for Radio Free Almond. We're also going to uh, utilize the time to kind of break down, look at some things regarding uh, the brand new studios here at Gaslight, because we're going to have a brand new studio here, brand new setup, multi-cameras. We're going to have phone lines. It's going to be great. We're going to be able to, you know, call into the show, which I I think, you know, generally sometimes the the little known secret in some situations regarding radio is that uh, is that you get a You get the same callers all the time, so sometimes that's the caller thing isn't that isn't that big of a deal. Sometimes it actually can be more distracting. But I actually like the interaction. A lot of you do want to talk, and I do interact with you over the uh, Facebook page, and it's you know kind of great to hear from you. And, and some people knew who I have never heard from on the radio show, who I like hearing from. Right then and there, so it's it's kind of nice to be able to kind of talk to people on Facebook. But there's but sometimes it's nice to just have people able to call in. So we're going to give you the option of being able to call in. So we're going to work on that. And you like our Santino cigars and cocktail sign there, Mike Marino and Shannon. Thank you guys so much for that beautiful sign. We're going to have that hung up, and we're just going to kind of retool it. I'm, it's not going to be brand new by the time I get back. I'll be back on Thursday morning, the twenty sixth. So we're going to be. Uh, Back on Saturday morning. My family and everybody else, is they're already over there. They left yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, they left yesterday. I, I wanted to... Well, I'm here for you all, see? I'm here for you all. I'm here because... And this would have been the same way at 97.1, because I, I really couldn't... Three weeks in radio is too long. It's a little too long for me anyway. 
and just because of, of the news cycle and because of what we do and taking a lot of time off is not always hugely fun for me because I live and breathe this stuff. So I decided I was going to do an extra week, let them go ahead and take off, and I'll meet them over there. So I'm going to be flying to Detroit Saturday and then on to Paris and then on to Florence, Italy. Detroit has a direct flight to Paris. Direct flight to Paris, my friend. Yep. Say what you want about Detroit. They have a direct flight to Paris. The family, this is my extended family, my lovely in-laws by Don and Kathy Fallon. They are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary, so they decided to take everybody over to Italy. Where where actually the Fallon, you know, the Vagesi family comes from, so... That's incredible. I mean, really is. that That's remarkable. Yeah. 50 years. 50 years. It's a beautiful thing. So, uh, congratulations to them and looking forward to seeing over. But the, they, all, they all, all together, all of them flew over yesterday. So, I'm sitting there and I get a... I know that they took off from Atlanta. They, they went to Hartsfield. And I know that they went to... Uh, I know that they went ultimately to... They flew to Milan, so they they flew from Atlanta to Milan. There's a direct flight there. So I knew when they took off, and then about 40 minutes later, I get a phone call, and it's Andrea on the airplane. And I'm thinking, this doesn't sound right. I'm getting a phone call 40 minutes into a flight because normally you, you can't use a cell phone. So it's her phone. Yeah, she's calling me, yeah. I suppose the airline phone. Okay. And she says, we're in Atlanta. I go, oh. Because yeah, yeah, so we, we got we got about uh, 40 minutes out into the netherworld and had, a, had the, the, and the uh, pilot said there's something wrong in the cockpit. And it's not a, uh, it's not a emergency, but we're, we're going back anyway. We're going to get it fixed. That's not comforting. So they, they they returned to Atlanta. Did they have to get out of the plane? And no, go they another stayed plane on the plane. Or? Okay. Stayed on the plane. But yeah, it was on the tarmac, but it was, the, I think they, there was some instrument or something in the cockpit that wasn't working properly, and I think the pilots were kind of like, I don't know, we, I don't know whether we want to deal with this for nine hours. You know, it wasn't a right. dangerous thing. It just was something that you, you, could, you could probably live with, but technically, if you're kind of flying for nine hours you probably in your 40 minutes in or something wrong you're like well, i think we might want to get this fixed before we go just me i would want to then get on another plane i don't <laughs> care if they flicked it and go oh there uh, all there, done. there we go <laughs> i know it's fixed now yeah on your way enjoy the ocean <laughs> yeah so anyway that's uh the story of that but they're there now so good uh, uh, you're not good gonna job. be a- where exactly was the Godfather shot in Italy? Do you know? Well, are you going to be anywhere near any of those um, scenes? I, I don't know where it was shot, so I don't know whether I'm going to be anywhere near them. I'll have to look that up for you before you take off, because that'd be pretty cool for you to be at some Godfather infamous locations. Be in uh, Florence and Rome. Luca. Rome. Hmm. Oh, Rome. Yeah. Rome. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See the Vatican. 
If I can get past Ooh, the wall that the uh, Pope built there, make sure that you have connections. Past the, the papal wall, the Vatican City wall. Have you been there? Before? No, I have the never Vatican? been there. I have not. No, no, I have not been there. Oh, by the way, speaking of flying, did you see this uh, Cardinals fan driving home to O'Fallon? Oh yeah. So he's. He's uh well let me just let me fake my way through this questionnaire to get to the story. Yeah, there you go. As long as you I, you know the how the post makes you like answer Survey. questions. You you want to you want to read about the latest homicide, you got to like get a 99 cent subscription. Right. To read about the murder in North St. Louis, please subscribe for 99 cents to the post's badge. Right. We guarantee you it'll be I'm like no thanks. Right. Or click here, do you like ice cream? And I just lie. I mean, I don't know how they think these are all scientific. I just click. I just no, no, pu- no, no, no. I just no, keep no, pushing no. buttons right. and, pu- and typing in crazy gobbledygook words and stuff like that. Mark Kaysen's here, by the way. We can probably go grab him. Oh, here comes. I the left. I left a. I left. The, I left a bowl of water out there for him because <laughs> I know it's hot. So he'll be okay for a little while, but. Uh, to make sure he's okay. Oh, I got pepperoni out there for him too. So Jeremy Campworth, he's driving home after a trip to Chicago to see the Cardinals. Okay, so they routed the White Sox fourteen to two, and they're on I fifty five near Lincoln, which is about thirty miles north of Springfield. Almost three o'clock in the afternoon, when they spotted this aircraft. And he's like, I think, oh, they have, it's a crop duster. And seconds later, the plane hit the back of his car. <laughs> That's road rage. Yeah, right. Exactly. So the, it, it shattered the back window. Uh, the kid was in the back seat and he didn't know what was going on. And they were all thinking, well, maybe this truck came into our lane and did something or other. And, you know, we and then suddenly he looked out and he looked and says, oh, my gosh, it's a plane that hit us right there. <laughs> I hit by an airplane. Imagine the, the, the I can't the luck there. I often you're at LAX and the. uh planes were literally they're as they're landing yeah. they're, they're just a couple hundred feet above yeah. i think it's uh highway 110 it's pretty freaky you see the papa john's founder what is it with these people i don't know I, what did he do he did the, it, he used the n-word huh he was role-playing in this with the marketing people on a conference call and he was portraying himself as the uh, worst customer ever, and it's a media uh, training exercise. Says, just so he said. Um, he was asked how he would distance himself from racist groups, and John Schnatter is his name. Papa John's. I don't, I'm not, I've never really been a huge Ivan either. I don't really order Papa John's pizza. Very doughy. 
Yeah. I just don't know. I don't normally. I don't even know where. I think there's one downtown. I think I've ordered a pizza from there. I think when he was, he, they did something that I appreciated what they did, and I went out and bought a Papa John's pizza. Regarding the NFL, wasn't it? He pulled his advertising from the NFL um, when all the protests and yeah, and they didn't look- seem to mind when I asked for a half N word, half tomato pizza. They didn't seem to mind at all about that. They gave you a big pair of scissors with it too, didn't they? Yeah. So I, they didn't seem to. Maybe that, I should have known that from the very start when I wanted to. You know, I did. I ordered the the six pack of N words, not the twelve. And you also get a ribbon with it, a big pair of scissors. So he apparently was. It was. It was like him, he was complaining that Colonel Sanders never faced a backlash for using the word. And so, anyway, he resigned as the CEO. Oh, I didn't know he resigned. Yes, Steve Church. uh, He resigned. It's exactly what Brett Kavanaugh is going to have to do today after pictures (laughs) of him feeding the homeless outside. That must be, I can tell Mark's just salivating at that thing because he knows now the Democrats have Brett Kavanaugh dead to rights after that damning photo of him feeding the homeless outside of the Catholic Charity Center there in D.C. Have you seen those pictures, Mark? You have, haven't you? You can't wait. Oh, yeah. See, he says, yeah, it's over. Who need, You don't need to bork a guy yeah. when you've got pictures of him feeding the homeless 48 hours after he's been nominated as the, as the next U.S. Supreme Court justice. And, Mark, back off. I mean, the guy made a mistake. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, I, 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 listen, here's the thing. As long as he apologizes, I think it's going to be okay. I think it, it may blow over. <laughs> as, long, as long as he, you know, he goes, you know, I, I think the best thing to do in a situation where you're caught feeding the homeless outside of Catholic charities is simply admit what you did. Denounce it. Denounce it. Apologize and move on. Americans are very forgiving. Right. Have some clergymen stand behind you when you do this. Yeah, and then and, and your crying, uh, miserable wife next to you after all that, because I'm sure this is, like, hugely embarrassing. So a new poll, I love the headline here, new poll shows McCaskill really missing Todd Aiken these days. <laughs> so this is a poll, uh, and... Unfortunately, it's it's a Missouri Times poll, so it's a Scott Fawn bad check writing, fraud, DWI loving, convicted felon run Missouri Times. So I don't know whether I would exactly, you know, think of this poll as being credible. And and also, by the way, Scott Fawn. His fat head is stuck so far up Josh Hawley's ass, you'd need a jackhammer to get it out of there. So take the poll with a grain of salt. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Scott Fawn just called four of his fellow Poplar Bluff buddies hanging out at the heaven knows what it was and decided this was going to be the new poll. But anyway. He's just a hillbilly from southeast Missouri, Jamie. Cut him some slack. Oh, come on. I can't tell you where the money's from. 
It's like, it's like you know, I was watching him at the uh, at the at the hearing in Jefferson City. I'm like, is this hee haw or is this? <laughs> Actually, actually, any hearing in Jefferson City, you don't know whether you're watching Hee Haw or an actual hearing. I think it was because when he walked in the room, you could hear, where, where <laughs> are you tonight? Why did you People get so upset sometimes when we do this flyover country thing. But the fact of the matter is, folks, sometimes uh, it does get a little obnoxious when you've got hayseeds like Scott Fawn and these other guys running the show down there. It gets a little bit it, – it really does, especially when they're corru- as corrupt as they are, it really gets tiring after a while. And I'm not saying that people from Kansas City or St. Louis can't be corrupt, but it just so happens it's the guy from Poplar Bluff. So anyway, a new survey conducted by the Remington Research Group on behalf of the Missouri Times – Shows that of 1,034 surveyed voters, where half of them reported being ripped off by Scott Fawn. Oh, oh no, no, oh, I'm sorry, never mind. I, that's another poll. Never mind. Half of them, half of them say Scott Fawn's checks bounced when he tried to pay them. Oh, wait, no. Wait a minute. Oh, what am I reading? Oh, no, this isn't. I'm sorry. That was a Katie and L memo. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was that was from when. Yeah, I keep on getting. See, what happens is sometimes when you have a, a lot of windows up on your computer, the wind you, you and you and you use your fingers a certain way, some window from another thing comes up. So I keep on mixing up these windows. Yeah. Let me get the window here for the thing. Okay, that was um, Biff's old email from Katie and L. Right. Let's see. Oh, okay, now I finally have it. Okay, uh, so it shows half of the surveyed voters, 50% approve of President Trump, and also showing that Josh Hawley may have a slight competitive edge over the incumbent Democrat. It's within the margin of error, obviously, this whole poll, uh, but the... Real clear politics average on the race does have McCaskill plus one with this particular poll in the mix. But the fact of the matter is plus one is is not a lead. No. Uh, it, it's not even close to a lead. It's well within any margin of error of any poll. And the fact that you're an incumbent Democrat senator – and all you can muster is a plus one in a poll. That's super bad news. I the like other that. Th- Remington and how is Josh doing against his real opponents? Well, here's the thing, though. That's the problem with the poll is that they don't include anybody else in the poll, and that's and of course that's because Scott Fawn and all the prostitutes for Josh Hawley that he hangs out with didn't want anybody else in the poll. So that's all you're getting is Josh Hawley versus Claire McCaskill. We're not seeing Tony Minetti versus Claire McCaskill. We're not seeing Tony Minetti versus Josh Hawley. We're not seeing Austin Peterson, Cortland Sykes, Christy Nichols, Peter Pfeiffer. We're not seeing any of those people included in the in the poll at all. And this is a guy, by the way, who runs a show called the Missouri Times. This is a guy who's the one who supposedly is the Jefferson City journalist 
on the record guy. He's, you know, instead what he has is he has all of his Republican pigeons up there on his show, most of whom are anti Greitens, very few of whom who ever even voted for President Trump. And then he has a yearly uh, barbecue where he gives them legislative awards. I think Kehoe won, won the last one. Kehoe did? He won the last one, I believe. I've always liked Kehoe, though. He was a good guy. but I did, too. But, yeah, but so, so anyway, that little contingent there, they have a barbecue. Uh, and, of course, no, uh, Fawn doesn't pay a dime for it. Everybody else pays for it. And then he, he has these awards for all of his legislative pigeons. And that's, that's the Missouri Times for you. But that's the problem is they, they didn't include anybody else in the poll. So that that's the thing that would, I, I would question. Meanwhile, there's another poll out there, and this is basically covering a lot of different uh, individuals and people running for the U.S. Senate who are Democrats. This is an Axios Survey Monkey poll. These are done sometimes on the internet, and they're not internet polls aren't always hugely reliable. So again. Take it with a uh, grain of salt here. But in Florida, Bill Nelson, the Democrat senator there, is being outpolled by Rick Scott, who's the Republican governor there. In Indiana, we've got Mike Braun, who is leading Joe Donnelly, who's a Democrat in Indiana. In North Dakota, Republican Congressman Kevin Kramer is leading Heidi Heitkamp, 52%. To 47. That's a pretty formidable, formidable situation. In, in Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn is holding a 14-point lead over Democrat Phil Brentson. He's not an incumbent, but you know, you know where we're going with this. And in Missouri, uh, Claire McCaskill uh, right now is still leading Josh Hawley in this particular poll. But the, again, Josh Hawley's the only one polled, uh, included in the poll. By two points. And again, you have to have this hugely high Democrat turnout to give her any kind of lead. Republicans are going to turn out like crazy. And if you're an incumbent senator and you're not doing that well, you're in trouble. And part of this also, by the way, is the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, that we don't have to care what the hell Susan Collins from Maine thinks when it comes to Brett Kavanaugh. Now, I realize, again, we have this damning information coming out today showing Brett Kavanaugh feeding the homeless outside of a Catholic charity center in D.C. just 48 hours after he was nominated. That takes a lot of balls for you, 48 hours after you're nominated, to be a Supreme Court justice for a lifetime, to go out there and just simply bite the hand that feeds you and 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 take this gift for granted and stand outside and feed the homeless that takes some that, that takes a lot of lack of respect for president trump and everybody else so we don't know how this is going to go but let's just pretend that let's just hope that this scandal doesn't blow up he's just tone deaf to our world yeah but if it doesn't blow up the fact of the matter is Susan Collins is – you notice nobody's paying attention to her. You know why? Because she's meaningless. She can have a stroke just like that 
a blueberry gum chewer in in uh, in Willy Wonka, and and nobody would know. So because because you know who's gonna get you know who's gonna be the key to the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation? Mark Kaysen, see you through the window. Democrats. I think he said Lisa Price. Mm-hmm. Democrats. Joe Manson, Claire McCaskill, Nelson, Donnelly, Heidi Heidkamp. I'm naming five right there. American heroes. That's if these scandalous photos don't bring this justice down. Live from the Discovery Design Studios, discoverydesign8.com. Hope you also don't forget about my friends over at Santino Cigars. You see the sign behind us, right, guys? Santino's Cigars and Cocktails. Mike Marino and Shannon, thank you very much for your support. Free conservative radio, common sense radio for that matter. Check it out on the web, SantinosCigars.com. We'll be right back and ruin all the fun with Mark Cason, everybody.
All right. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mr. Mark Kaysen. Oh, I'm sure you're just... I'm sure you're just gloating and so happy with these damning photos that we've discovered. This woman just happens to be going by a place in Washington, D.C. and... Gotcha. Spots Brett Kavanaugh. You know what he was doing? He was he was he was feeding the homeless outside of a Catholic charities in DC. I'm sure you're just like and you know what you know what you, they, they zoomed in on the styrofoam containers he was he was had in his hand and there was food in them. Gotcha journalism. That, that's, that's that's even worse. It was food in the styrofoam containers. You realize that we don't put people on the Supreme Court simply because they give food out to the homeless. Well, it's, it's other, the I one mean, requirement. We could, we, otherwise, you know, Larry Rice would be on the Supreme Court for giving out bologna sandwiches. Oh, maybe, but, he'll, maybe he'll be the next yeah, Supreme Court yeah. nominee. So, I mean, you uh, think you're funny. Trump. It's not even funny. <laughs> Look, let, let, let me ask you this. Because I'm not here to tell you. I'm here to ask you. I'll tell you why you're here. I've got things here. to ask. Yes. I've got some things to ask. So, for example. Yes, Marques. Why aren't you worried at all about the fact that Donald picked a guy for the Supreme Court that happened to be the one person who said that a president shouldn't be interviewed or shouldn't be indicted or shouldn't be bothered by any kind of investigation when he's breaking perhaps the law and he's being investigated by the FBI. Why do you think he picked that guy? Doesn't that, I mean, I guess well, it doesn't bother I, you. I don't know. Here's the thing. There's, there's a legitimate case to be made for the problematic situation presented when somebody the president supervises is investigating him. Uh, and in fact, there's there's a question even as to whether or not constitutionally the Justice Department, as headed by President Trump, could actually even subpoena him. Well, that's all made up. No, I mean, they, I mean that's U.S. Little- U.S. versus Nixon. I mean, it's precedent. It's it's established. It, it is perfectly okay to subpoena the president, and he must respond. And it was an it was a nine to zero decision. Well, so I don't know what we're talking but, about. But he, but but the fact of the matter is, though, if he is, he could respond and say pound sand, and then we have another case where there's a possibility of a of a redo on that. So I guess you read the entire 2009 op-ed from Kavanaugh. What? Why are you so concerned about the 2009? No, I I have to tell op-ed. you, Kavanaugh in the overall scope of things is probably not such a bad guy. Of course, he has to be rejected for another reason, which is that the Republicans stole a Supreme Court seat, and so now, stole. The, now they, do, they, do need, they need to stop stole. this guy. Can you, yeah, can, you back away, can you back away a little bit so we can turn my, uh, Mark Cason's mic up a little bit so we can hear him? Why don't you back up a little bit so your mic, your mic, Back it that way so that we don't get a bunch of feedback that we're way. getting. Yeah. So because well, they're not turning his mic up because this these mics are. So I want to be able to. But Mark sounds like he's somewhere else. So right. I'd rather have the configuration be more where we could we could actually hear him as opposed to uh, 
whatever. So anyway, I, I'm not that not that what he's saying is important. <laughs> I'm just no, saying. No, I just you know, I just don't quite the, people the illusion understand. That uh, you know, it's just like here. For example, I mean, the best thing to talk about if if and really, I talk about anything besides Donald because who wants to hear even about him? Anyway? Okay, let's talk about NATO. But, but well, I was just no that that but that's Donald. Look. Macron, while you've been here on the air, has come out and said he's a liar. He's lying about everything. All the things that Donald has claimed to have said at that at that NATO conference, Macron says he's a liar. That's well, all. Why is that? It's okay. Oh, oh, oh sure. The does, president of France. Yeah, see, oh. look, nobody has ever, none of our allies have ever called an American president a liar. Well, but, well, yeah, but, 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 but suddenly they're all calling yeah, him a liar. Of course, because you know all why? he does is lie. Yeah, but you know, you know why they're doing it, though, is because they're they're finally being held accountable. Oh, and come they, on! And they can't stand it. Come Angela on. Merkel, who is you know basically just Hillary Clinton speaking German, is <laughs> is no different from all that. And how, it's just how like, about this one? How about this one? Give, does this bother you? Probably not. No, but I I, I know. <laughs> but but here, yesterday Donald said, "You know, I wish you would seven, call him President Trump." Yesterday, Donald, I can't. I okay, okay, I couldn't okay, do that's it. Fine. Call I, him. I play the anthem. Okay. I'll take a I, knee. I wish you would call him His Majesty. Yeah. Yesterday, Donald said, "I heard him say it <gasps> that seventy percent of the the energy that's bought by by Germany is purchased from Russia." Yes. Another lie. Everything. Anything he says, if, if it comes out of his mouth, it's not true. Here's the thing. It's true, though, that Europeans rely more on oil from Russia and that part of the world than anybody else in the world. You realize that, though, no, right? Well, like the, France, the, for instance, the, the, gets Wall their, Street gets Journal, the Wall Street Journal this morning said it's that most of Germany's uh, energy oil is coming from Norway, but that's okay because I'm sure you and you know everybody that follows Donald knows better. But really, you got to be careful listening to him because everything he says is untrue. Okay, here's the thing: uh, you you can talk all you want about all these things because you're trying to catch him in some kind of lie or you don't have to catch this. him. But you have to admit <laughs> that so far, so good. When it comes to the world and world affairs, so far so good when it so comes far, to the U.S. economy. So far he has not wrecked what Barack Obama had going in, the right in way. In other words, you know what, Mark? So far he's done nothing that you all predicted he would do. No, that's not true. Uh, and, and everything that he promised to do. Yeah. Well, first, look, every high school kid, I mean every single one that listened in class, and I know you did because the people at, at – at, uh, uh, U City, all they can do is, I mean, the the word in 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 Jewish is kvel. They 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 say such great things about you. They love you. So that apparently well, you are well, not Jewish. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, wow, those the ones that I, I apparently to have about. a problem with yeah. some of those. <laughs> but all I can say is the people there said that you were phenomenal in high school and ever since. They love you. So okay. So, but every, thank you for that. I had a so, good time yeah, at U City. Yeah. I, I had some really good teachers. One of them was um, was uh, Mr. Murray, uh, who was a so, my social studies teacher. He was great. Uh, so, so let's let's go with Mr. Murray. Yes. Okay. I, I'll bet you anything 
that that Murray told you, as would every social studies teacher, that you don't want to repeat the Smoot-Hawley tariffs. You definitely, everybody knows that you don't want, just the name Smoot-Hawley, when anybody hears it that went to high school, knows that's insane. Well, we, You we, don't want to try that again. We did learn about oh, the well. He's we, doing it. We did learn about the Smoot Hawley Act. I don't think high school students learn about that anymore. I oh, don't they think- do. Oh, they do. Oh, yes, all the time. It's a major thing because everybody knows that that of all the things you want to do in the world, the one thing you don't want to do is is reintroduce the Smoot Hawley tariffs. You could do everything else, but that's right, the one me- thing. That's what. See, Mark, that's why I call him a madman. Let me let me tell you. Something, he wakes no. up in the morning the and deal. says, "What shouldn't I do today?" Well, you know what? I'll do it. You know what? You know one thing he's not doing is yeah. repeating what Republicans and Democrats have done for the past <laughs> oh, that, quarter of a century. That's the truth, and that's making a huge impact. And I'm I'm just going to deal with this was the, a great country. I'm going to deal with factual levels here. Yeah, go ahead. Manufacturing is at its highest level now in the United States. In the past 10 years. Barack Obama. No, Mark, yes. it's not. Yes. They, 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 they explicitly. Yes. No, no, that's, they don't explicitly. Say that certain tariffs, and I'm talking about competitive edges. Now, here's the deal. Actually, uh, and by the way, let's be fair, not Barack Obama. It's Ben Bernanke, the, the chairman of the Fed, who sure. created what we're talking about. Barack Obama just allowed him to continue because he was actually a Bush guy. Here, 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 here's the deal. This is uh, the the art of the deal, which is a great book, by the way. That he didn't write, and that that's you know nonsense. It doesn't. It, it's a whatever it is. It's a great book, and you can tell that President Trump is living by the tactics that we see in the art of the deal. Mueller will and, tell you what he's living by. Yeah, Mueller. Yeah. That that investigation is Mueller himself. Might he's <laughs> he might wind up in prison for crying out loud. He's still around. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, but well, but, we know we know that Manafort is in prison. Okay, we know that, and we know that there are other of his advisors who have already pled guilty. Although Donald says no, he says he says Flynn may not have even lied, even though Flynn says, "Oh yeah, I lied." Yeah. I mean, why are we? Let me what, let me tell you. Let me, what's let me, so difficult? Let me, let me break down more of the art of the deal. Okay, here. I'm sorry. So, what you do in a lot of these relationships, business relationships, and others, is that you tend to sometimes cajole. You will sometimes threaten. You will sometimes make a move, anticipating the next move of your per, your competitor, so to speak. And so when you're in a situation like President Trump is in, you're doing what has made you successful in business for decades. And that no, is not successful. Uh, yes, he's, a, yes. he's, he's a failure in business. No, he's not. Uh, and, and, and listen, all three of us in the studio, each one of us individually has a higher net worth than Donald Trump, who's broke. And the only reason he has any money is because Justin Kennedy – Anthony Kennedy's son led the the team at Deutsche Bank that loaned him the billions of dollars that saved him because no one else in the world will give right, him okay, any money because okay, he doesn't pay back. Okay, okay thank you for okay. Uh, thank thank you for the crooks and liars Go blog ahead. post. Okay, I'm sorry, I appreciate that. Go ahead. So so what I'm saying though is that when it comes to for instance tariffs tariffs. The reason why we're seeing the increase in manufacturing jobs right now is because companies feel 
a certain level of empowerment now thanks to the activities of our government and, and the activities of President Trump. It doesn't mean necessarily that uh, everything is going fantastically, but it does mean to some degree uh, that there's a confidence level we haven't seen before. And that confidence level is caused by – and it's, a, it's the same confidence level that – allowed evangelical voters to vote for President Trump even though President Trump couldn't quote a Bible verse because they they didn't need a pastor, but they knew that they had a guy who would fight for what they believed in. And so that's how an evangelical voted for President Trump. Similarly, these companies that are expanding and building and hiring more and doing all this kind of stuff uh, don't know for a fact – that everything's going to be great five years from now, but they're getting signals from the Washington and the leadership there that things are going to get better for them. And that's why companies always plot five years out. Ask any small business, any small company, they always plot five years out. And what we're seeing right now is a confidence we haven't seen among American industry and others because they know that this guy is on the right track. Taxation, corporate taxes, deregulation, and you know, for that matter, even making peace with the rest of the world. The rest his, of the his, world his thinks demands, he's nuts. His demands on NATO, do you know that his demands on NATO are designed to make NATO stronger, not weaker? You oh, know that, right? That's not even tr- Look, again, none of this is true. I mean, none of it's true. Anything that has to do with Donald isn't true. Let me say this. You know, I've known you. I just, I just I've, laid the whole thing out, and that's yeah, what it right. says. No, that, that's the talking points. I've known you <laughs> for 20 years, all the way back to, to, to KKWK 1380, okay, when, when you came investigating. Oh, so that's KKKWK. You, yeah, you came investigating us. You don't, yeah, that's another story. Anyway, but, but yeah, so look, and here's what I know about you for 20 years. Hmm. There's no reason I would never tell anybody that you have ever told a lie that I know of. I mean, I have no reason to think that you've lied in 20 years that I've had any connection to you, okay? Now, I don't know you that long, Steve, but I don't know any lies that you told. But here's the thing. We could stay here all day and all night and the rest of the week and probably the rest of the month laying out every lie that Donald has told why don't you why aren't you at all concerned about the fact that this guy can't tell the truth for anything ever nothing he says is true we're going to have those kids given back the kids aren't given back 3000 kids are still stuck somewhere and they won't even tell why i did not aren't have you? sexual relations yeah. with that woman hey he lied Monica he lied okay a little bit Okay. Not, uh, here's the thing. And and and, so, and and Hillary. I've always said that Hillary lies. Hillary it, lies when she says that she's moderate because she's really liberal. But but that's that's different. If all this than stuff, what we're talking if, about, if all this stuff is happening even at the border, I, I, I notice that that even the news media has decided that this isn't important enough for them to obsess over, like they've been obsessing over it. But, that, because listen, this is the only thing he does that is actually effective. And, and I don't know that he knows that what he's doing, but, but here's what he's done. It's, it's worked terrifically. He tells so many lies that the last lie that he told gets so far buried behind all the new lies 
that they're on to some new discussion and the old lies are no longer on the tip of our tongues. But the fact is, it just, it doesn't stop. There are okay. so many things that he says <laughs> you that are stop. untrue. <laughs> Look, if he would just tell You're, the truth. Can we Once. go, can we go local? Cause this, this is, Let's this do is, it. cause, cause as, Let's, I agree because, because you are, um, you, Mark Hasten is known in some circles as the black man whisperer. It's okay. Because, because, because he, he associates himself like with, like with onion Hort and all those people. and, and, Anthony Shahid and tends to and tends to have a good relationship with black people uh, who like him, uh, and I, I I do too. Listen, I, I have a good one. The, the Almond Report, by the way, <clears throat> was a huge success among the urban population. It really was because we showed a side of the urban population instead of being like the other stations that only showed black people in orange jumpsuits most of the time. We presented a positive viewpoint of of black people as white people, everybody else, as just having needs and desires like anybody else. Black people weren't exotic on the Almond Report. They were just like we are. That's how I grew up. Everything could be talked about. With right. you, right? Everything could be. We gave and them a voice they on a major it. network no, no, affiliate. Yeah, absolutely, no, that, no. This so very positive vibes there. So you have to look at, the, and part of the problem that you have also, I think, been tackling. To your credit, by the way, has been the white liberal establishment that just simply gives lip service to the black, black population. Never really does anything in cooperation with them or to improve their lives. It's nothing of value with anything else. It's a major problem in Missouri. Yes. And and now we're talking about the liberal, exactly as you said, the liberal establishment that, that tells black people, we want to help you and actually is doing nothing except for stuffing money in their pockets as fast as they can. Well, and this was manifested in a really shocking development regarding the arch grounds ribbon cutting ceremony which became a big story because when they when it came time to cut the ribbon for the newly revamped and remodeled arch grounds there was not one black person there was you saw a lot of you know older white people but there was not one black person in the entire mix lacey clay apparently was invited but had some family thing to attend to, whatever. But people like Lewis Reed and Darlene Green. Lewis Reed's the president of the Board of Aldermen, for crying out loud. And Darlene Green's the comptroller. And in this in the and then the city government construct, that those three people who who make up the board of estimate and apportionment are po- powerful positions in the city. So and, why and, he- and you're hundred percent right, but let me say this. You you don't even have to even put all that out. I mean, everything you said was good and, and, and should be said. But here's the thing. Somebody in the city of St. Louis should have said, you know, given the history of Percy Green and the Arch, we should do something here to honor, honor black people, honor them. What's the Percy Green and the Arch thing? I don't know. Well, he climbed the arch in protest against the unfairness towards black construction. He climbed the arch? Yeah. How did he do that? 
I don't know, but he did it. You sure he wasn't Spider-Man? Yeah, he, that too. But, I mean, but, and believe me, Percy is 80 plus years old and still strong as all get out. I, mean, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. But all, all I right. can tell you is, is that it was done because of the unfairness towards black people in this city when it came to the construction work at the Arch and other issues. But the point is, somebody should have said, let's get Percy down here. Let's get well, some, let's get, yeah. let's honor black people. Well, what they could have, here's the thing. They could have done something that would have been more, would have been different than a 1953 era ribbon cutting ceremony that, that, that I think by now people are more than tired of. And then they could have done something more creative than just have a line of old white people cutting a ribbon for the arch. They could have done a lot more than that. And you know what? Hell, yeah, Percy Green. They could have suction cupped him up there on the arch and <laughs> and, and just kind of did a display or something. I don't know. But do something different. And then worse than that, then when the blacks decided they were going to have their own ceremony, they didn't even have their own big pair of scissors. They had to borrow it from Whitey. It's like, come on, Really? So the so blacks don't help themselves either. You have the St. Louis American newspaper. Its editor is this pasty white hipster named Chris King. How could sometimes it it would help if blacks have a little self respect too? Yeah, well, and, and and certainly Onion would have said exactly what you're saying right now. He would have said that. And and let me tell you, and I have no argument with with the uh, the St. Louis American. Uh, Friends with uh, lots of people there. James Ingram is, I don't if you know James, yeah. one of the column. Yeah, great guy. But here's the thing. How do they like having a well, white guy as their well, editor? I, no, I don't. That's not even necessarily a problem. But, but here's the problem from my standpoint. When, when you ended up thrown off of the, the, the two programs, I wrote a, a, an op-ed for the Post first. And the Post wanted me to change everything I said in it. And I, say, and I told them, I said, look, I sent you an op-ed. If you don't want to print it, don't print it. But don't tell me what to write, because if you want to tell me what to write, just you write it. You write an op-ed. Don't tell me what to write. So I dumped them. So then I, I talked to Ingram, and James said, oh, call, call the, the, uh, the paper, the St. Louis American. I'll... I'll connect with them and we'll get it published there. And so I sent it up to Chris King and um, they said uh, they couldn't do it because uh, they had problems with you. And what is that? What is, first of all, what with is Jamie? Yeah. Any problems that they have with you and, and you know, like you say, this is a white guy, any problems that the white guy has with you, that has nothing to do with what I wrote. I wrote something that I wanted to have printed about my respect for you. Right. And if they didn't want to do it, which they didn't, all they had to do is say, we don't want to do it. And I said, fine. So that was the end of that. Well, let me tell you, okay, let me, first of all, let me tell you my theory as to why Chris King, first of all, he's a liar. Apparently he went on the internet and 
in the aftermath of claim that I had invited him on my show and he rejected me. I, I never invited Chris King on radio or TV. No one at TV invited ever. him. No ever. No one ever invited Chris. So Chris King, first of all, is a born bred liar. And by the way, I didn't do it either. Which I anybody I invited, I I always asked you first. So I'm telling well, you, I didn't ask well, him I, either. I never would have. Yeah. I, would, I don't have. I have no use for yeah. a white editor of the St. Louis American. But nonetheless, well, he could be okay being white. It's not the white part. It is the white yeah. part. I mean, because because to me, you know, you're the St. Louis American, and Donald Suggs is an idiot for for hire allowing his paper to be controlled by a white liberal hipster when when blacks i think deserve better i'm not saying that being white you can't understand the problems of the black community but if you're a black urban newspaper and you can't find a black person to be an editor of your paper who might have a little bit more understanding of what's going on and again i'm not a I'm not one of these people who only see th- see race here, race here. But at, at some point, it, it does stand out. But anyway, the reason why they they had problems with me though is because my broadcast, uh, conservative broadcast at ninety seven one, and my conservative broadcast on TV gave respect to black people. And in the world of Chris King and other white hipsters, they survive by scaring black people and making them fearful and powerless. That's what they like. It's a plantation mentality that white liberal establishment characters manifest all the time. The ribbon cutting is a perfect example of that. Because so, so in, in Chris King's world, they like black, they like the black man. Right where they want him, which is begging for Whitey to help them, begging for Whitey to to loan them the big pair of scissors so they can have their own ribbon cutting. That's how white people in the liberal establishment love their black people. They love them quiet and in the background and just show up at yeah. the polls. We'll make sure you're taken care of. But keep your mouth shut. And so yeah. Chris King There's doesn't something- like the fact that I was a conservative who talked about the soft bigotry of low expectations just like GW did because Chris King is a bigot. And, 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 oh, I and, don't know. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's, no, it's built into their DNA for the white liberal. They well, are bigots well, because they don't, say- have, they don't have respect for black people. Okay, so let me help you with this. And Donald Suggs is a bigot because okay. well, he doesn't respect black people either. Well, let me say this. Because this, it's interesting here. This is, yeah. I mean, Onion Horton fought with Suggs for almost 40 years, okay? That every time, I mean, and, and Suggs hired Onion to write for the paper, but believe me, I mean, the thing that Onion always hated was black people who didn't stand up for black people, okay? And, and he felt, and I can tell you this because he told me many times, that that you know Suggs was in the pocket of white people. He's a people. sellout. Yeah, exactly. He's made his, he's made, it, he's made, he's made his life in St. Louis as a sellout no, to the white man. No, and and Onion said that to me many many times over twenty five years. Uh, let and let me also say this because I, I love you know that you know when they when certain black people say things, for example, you know that the 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 St. Louis American had a problem with you. Well, let me say this about Onion, and and let me also say nobody in this city. I mean, real people, real black people loved Onion because they knew 
that he didn't tell any BS. Yeah, that he, he that, told that, it that, straight. That, yeah, right. Exactly. And, and 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 you know when when Jamie first came on to the the as you would call it the the little cable show that we used to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showdown. When you first came on there, I mean, you know, you you and Onion were at each other's throats on the air. And 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 the second you got off the air and left, Onion said to me, "When can you get Jamie back?" Yeah, you know, I mean, Onion and I would I, have, we would have we would have Onion discussions fought. in the parking lot. Yeah. Onion would always carry around a stack of absolutely note. He had a he had these notebooks that he'd carry around, and he had this stack of papers. We'd stand out in the parking lot out there and and uh, and talk for. An hour after the show. And, and Onion fought with Jim Berger, too, all the time. But loved Jim Berger as a person. They were, you know. So, I mean, all this business, and this, this goes right back to so many of the things that, that, that have to do with the Allman Report and all the work that you've done. You don't have to agree with everybody on everything to be a friend and to have respect. And and there's no question what you've just said here is so true that there is a, a huge part of the black community, it's not just in St. Louis, but it is in St. Louis, that that does not respect the black community. Absolutely. That a huge part. Yes. And 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 they are tied into this liberal group of people who pass out money in order to get black people to do what they want. But I can tell you this, there are black people out here who do not cave into any of that. Yes. And, and for example, I mean, I already said Percy Green, and that would be certainly at the top of any list. And absolutely, uh, Anthony Shahid, believe me, he is a black man. And that's, you know, the way Onion would have said it. I mean, you know, the rest of them he called Negroes, okay? But, but, but Anthony... He would. He always said was a is a black man, and he is. And I got to tell you too, another thing that's coming. You talk about local. Um, Jamila is going to be running for president of the board of aldermen. It's going to be a heck of a race, and I do Jamila, think Jamila Nasheed. Oh, good. And I do think that that Jamila will will win. I I, I support her. Um, Lewis, I've been friends with for years, but I have to say. That when it's come to time to step up for some things politically, he has not done it. I don't dislike Lewis. I mean, you know, but I I believe that the person who is going to step up and be strong is Jamila. Well, here's and the, we'll here's the and the and the reason why Jamila I think sometimes has been a wasted talent is because I think she was the one I think who came out with the well, you know remember when Turkey Sandwich was uh, was shot. And everyone said he was just he was just holding a turkey sandwich, and it was like like not one person with an IQ above ten who believed that story. But Jamila was out there on Twitter saying he was shot in the back of the head. It was like execution style. It's like yeah, okay, thanks a lot for that, Jamila. But she, wasn't she the one who lied about turkey sandwich? I don't know that she see, was the, the one. It may have been somebody else. Right. Look, it, it, part of the problem is is that black kids get shot when they haven't done anything and sometimes when they're running away which is a you know if you remember there was a judge harold bear he was appointed by bill clinton years ago in the 90s and he said if you're a black kid and you're running away from the police sounds smart to me 
Right, whatever. No, whatever. because the we, police are dangerous. Okay, I'm, I'm, no, they're, no, they're not, wow. Marques. And the you know, and see, this is where you don't represent black people because most black people respect the police and rely on the police and want the police to protect them and be part of their community. And I, I believe that. But anyway, he, look, let me go back to the, this whole thing. Can, the, can we say one more thing about the police? No. Okay. All right. Go it's ahead. His show. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So here's how, and we've talked about this before. How many black policemen do you know? Um, I know the chief of police. Okay, and, uh, so now, okay, so now you know John Hayden. Okay, but but look, here's the thing. I don't know any white police. Okay, I only know black police, and the black police I know are terrific people. And I'm not saying that all the white police are bad. I'm Shaft not saying is a that pretty at good all. Detective, stop it. I'm only saying that there are. There are white people in this country who are police, and you don't know which ones are the dangerous ones because some, probably the smallest group, but some, they do bad things and they hurt black kids, and that's a problem. And I'm not saying the black kids don't do things also because they certainly do, but they, off, they often mostly don't deserve to be shot for many of the things I thought, that they I thought, do. I thought Foxy Brown was a, was a yeah. great officer. Right. I knew Foxy Brown from way back. Danny uh, Glover, he was a great guy. Yeah, yeah, he and he and, uh, yeah, they were, they were yeah. great. And yeah, you but, remember, we, bu- we brought the black police into the studio. We brought black... Okay, I and, remember and, that. And, okay. and, they, and they told you yeah. that white policemen okay. pulled them out okay. of cars. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is, And though, by the way, and... and, and um, uh, the the um, uh, the current uh, head of the of public safety, uh, what's Jimmy? Um, you know the oh, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel. Edwards. Jimmy Edwards. Jimmy Edwards. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. You're funny. Jimmy Edwards <laughs> told me at the time. He said, "Make sure you tell Jamie that I'm a black judge." And they pulled me out of a car. But go ahead. I, well, I like Jimmy Edwards yeah. too. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. But 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 here's the thing. Do you think the St. Louis American? Uh, Disliked me when I stood up for Maria, Maria Chappelle and Adele when they were calling for her to be fired, probably or not censored because be, uh, over her comments regarding Donald Trump, which I was defending her. By right. the way, in fact, I, I, in fact, I spent a Sunday of my life visiting her and Foster Freeze, a Republican who came down and had. To do, I was the only news out that even covered the damn story practically. And defended her. But the St. Louis American didn't like that. You know why? Because Maria Chappelle Nadal isn't the St. Louis American's type of black person. They like they like the Donald Suggs clay wing of the black race that just simply takes a check from Whitey and loves going to the to, to, to the Whitey board meetings and sit on the on the Whitey uh, corporate boards and go to the Whitey award ceremonies and get their and get and get their plaques from Whitey. That's how blacks like Suggs and these others have gotten along their entire lives. They haven't gotten along helping black people. Henry Davis to them is like water to the witch because they like their black people much like white liberals like their black people. Silent, stupid. But registered okay. to vote. You've gone a little far. But let me say this. 90% plus, n- over 90% of black people will vote for Democrats and for a good reason. Now, 
it's true. Some of the things you've said are true. But now let me also say, so, you know, if Henry or anybody else is on the other side, okay, that's the, that's part of the five or 10% Kevin Jackson. You know, I've always, in fact, if, as you may remember, I've always said to you that, um, uh, Kevin Jackson isn't as white as you think he is, but that's yeah. another story. I mean, yeah, well, so well, I forgot one thing to add to the, the, what the way blacks uh, like the, what, these blacks, like Clay's and, and the Suggs of the world and the Chris Kings of the world, the white people like Chris King, they, they, they like their black people. I'm sorry, uh, silent, stupid, dead or registered to vote. But one of those four things I forgot. I forgot to I put, put the, the, the dead part in there. Yeah. There is a problem with these people on, on all sides who line up on their side and, and, and just go with whatever their side says. And, and I know that you don't. I mean, I know you think through things, and we've argued for three and a half years on the TV show, and I know when I come in that, that you know, I did not just get, you know, the, the pat answer on, on anything because you thought through the things, and you knew that I was thinking through on my end, and we'd, you know, duke it out. But, but the problem is, is that people line up on their sides, and then that's where they reside, and they don't want to listen to what someone else has to say. They just they don't open their minds to other people and realize the goodness that there is in other people because they like to get their they they, they like to get their uh, their their plaques from Whitey over at Laclede Gas, the, the the Distinguished Black Man Award from Laclede Gas Company. I recall you were the only outlet media. TV, radio, to give a voice to the North City people that were being pushed out for the mapping. Oh, and by the, the way, homeless. the homeless there. And by the way, what did I bet you the St. Louis American didn't like it when I ran the Hubbards out of town and helped get Bruce Franks elected as a state representative and ran the Hubbards out of town and helped Rasheen Aldridge get on the committee down there in the Fifth Ward uh, when, when the Hubbards control the thing. And that's another example. St. Louis American has spent more time propping up these family, black family dynasties like the Hubbards. And I bet you dollars to donuts the St. Louis American has zero respect for, for guys like, uh, uh, like Bruce Franks, right? I, I just don't know the answer to that. But, but, but I do know that you, bring, you said the mapping thing. That mapping story, that is a story that is ongoing, and we are going to be dealing with that through Radio Free Almond and anywhere else that we're all working together on because this is a story that has not even begun to come to an end. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things happening there, uh, and a lot of it's not so good. Who was, who was around, even at Channel 4, when the Distinguished Black Man Recipient Award winner from Laclede Gas, known as Clarence Harmon, decided he was going to hand over the entire near north side to McKee so that he could buy up the place for a golf course, presumably so Whitey can play golf while, while the blacks watched him from the projects. And, 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 and so what happened and, 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 in, yeah, on the near ahead. north side is that there was there was no... What they did was they sat on property. No one could buy the property, so there was no development there. And lo and behold, you had a bunch of uh, vacant 
burned out buildings around Crown Candy that never did, the Gateway Mall, that never did get developed because Clarence Harmon, part of the Donald Suggs, Clay family, Hubbard family wing of the of the liberal black population here, uh, sold out. Yeah. So let me say this. I, I've been friends with Stephanie Harmon, his daughter, for many years. Yes. But 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 put that aside for a moment. I, and, I, his and, son no, too is a nice but, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Steve. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. From he works St. Louis Public Schools. All that. But here's here's the problem. And you're so right because you know Clarence got five percent of the of the vote in the in his second election. Five percent. He was the sitting mayor and he was in some you know polls people said they kind of liked him personally, but he got five percent of the vote because black people said I'm voting for a white guy, a real white guy, and the black people said I'm not voting for Clarence Harmon because he's certainly not black for us. And so that was one of the most amazing stories of all time. So, you know, voters are not always so stupid either. They figured out exactly what you just described. And, and you know, as far as Paul McKee goes, that's an interesting story because, yes, what you described did happen. But the fact is, Paul McKee went out with $60 million, a lot of it that he borrowed, but he was on the line for it. And, and bought up all this property, and if the St. Louis area had any kind of a plan for what they were going to do yeah. to rebuild the city, they could have stopped all that. The, the, the story of uh, – and I will tell you, and I hate to interrupt you, but, 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 but the, the, the story of Hyde Park and the near north side is a story that needs to be broken down into the, its most – basic elements and it'll tell you the story of the demise of St. Louis City Public Schools, the demise of St. Louis neighborhoods, the demise of St. Louis's prosperity and the rise in crime and the broken window syndrome. And now McKee's not as you point out, McKee's not to blame for that solely. What I'm saying is just a speculator. It's, 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 it's yeah, but 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 it's part of this there's no reason in the world that that area around Crown Candy, when I'm talking about the near north side, as they call it, should right. ever have been just simply abandoned the way it has been by blacks and whites in leadership positions. Where was the St. Louis American when it could have done something about that? And, and here's the thing I love about what we're saying here is that there's a fight coming. And we'll be in a couple of different positions, a position to report on the fight and also, from my standpoint, for sure, I can tell you, because this is what I've been involved in for so many years, I, I, I believe that there are some good people who are out here to fight to try to fix some of the things that you've just described, because you've described it perfectly right. Donald Suggs didn't send his kids to public schools. I guarantee you that. I know that for a fact. And again, I'm not saying you have to. What I'm saying is there are some people who just simply, I think, Own let it. this community town down and shouldn't have. But anyway, that's, that's, I don't know where this, oh, this was. Yeah, you and, went and, local, and, which and, is. And you know what? And, yeah. and, that, and that ribbon cutting thing, the Post-Dispatch isn't, isn't intelligent enough to kind of pick up on this story and how, what a great symbol it is of problems that have plagued this city for 40 plus years. And that ribbon cutting debacle 
was the quintessential manifestation of decades of white liberal and black prostitutes in cooperation together selling out this community as far as I'm concerned. Non-creative, not being progressive of what and how to celebrate the new grounds. There are 8,000 different ways to have celebrated that. Right. All right, Mark Kaysen, thank you. When are we going to start your show, by the way? I guess we're getting close to it. I I need to speak with Ryan, but we will. Because I'm going to go off for about a week and a half uh, as of Friday and then come back and uh, we'll we're on our way to retooling and by the time we kind of by the end of August we will be uh, Radio Free Alma Allman 2.0 and we'll Now be are you there. are you going on some kind of a vacation or something? Well, it's I, my, I think I heard something. It's my mom uh, my my mother-in-law and father-in-law's 50th wedding anniversary and they took everybody uh, to Italy uh, for because because Kathy fell and she, she her maiden name is Vagesi and it's it's her homeland. So we're all going over to Italy. Well, that's what I they, thought. They I heard. all already right. left. So I'm going over there by myself. I'm going to meet them in Florence on Saturday. And so, but I decided because of my desire to make sure that Radio Free Allman uh, kept going, and that I did I wasn't off too long. I decided I wasn't going to leave this week. I was going to go ahead and let them leave, and I would go, I would meet them over there. Because and that's my that's that's an emblem of my commitment to Radio Free Almond and to all of you is that I'm just going to I'm meeting them over in Florence. Yeah, uh, b- listen, and I understand the the illness that underlies the love that we all have for this media thing. I mean, it's like you you know, it, it's just a devotion to it that's that's yeah. very hard to shake. Let let me ask you this favor, and you may not end up here, but if when you go to Italy. Here's my question. If if by chance you make it to the leaning power leaning tower of Pisa, which you may not, but if you do. I think we are, yeah. I think okay, we're go if there. you do, yeah. okay. There is a little push it. There is a little drugstore that exists right at the, the bottom of the, the you know, they sell little trinkets and all. Okay. And I've talked to so many people over the years because I was there in 1969, so that's a few years ago. And that place, they sell pizza, which we all know is American, but they sell pizza right there at that store. And I got to tell you, everybody I've ever talked to says that that it's the greatest pizza that anybody has ever eaten. So if you make it there, check it and see if it's there. And, 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 And if it is... I can only tell you that everybody that I've ever talked to, and this goes back 50 years now, everyone says it's the greatest pizza in the world. And and anyway, maybe well, you'll well, have a chance. Well, will I still see Mark Kaysen's bad check up near the cash register? I, I am telling you that. I love when you talk <laughs> about that Scott Fawn thing because <laughs> yeah, I'll tell no. you, that that is an amazing fact that this man is a convicted felon who wrote bad checks using – his mayoral position, and and why is he on TV? I understand he's paying for the time, but why would they even take it? Well, why pay, would they take I think, the I money? Think paying for the time is a loose term. Okay, yeah. Well, that's questionable. Yeah. I don't know the answer. You mean when his checks clear? Yeah, yeah. I just I just don't understand why they would be willing to allow just anybody 
to, to just walk in and put the money well, down. Well, he, 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 he runs Jefferson City down there, and, and, and I'm sure the St. Louis American loves him, too. But. Well, look at Biff that runs KDNL. That's all that needs to be said about that whole deal. Uh, enough of that. Well, you, okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we'll, we'll leave you with, uh, okay. you, you don't think I know black police officers? You told me you didn't now. Yeah, see, now nah, you're going to. One of my favorite black yeah. police officers. There you go. None other than Shaft. Shaft. I'm sorry, John Shaft. Yeah. And by the way, that's one of the worst things about this city, that the black police and the white police belong to separate unions. Yeah, that's another problem. It's, it, but, but again, and there's, the ribbon cutting. Yeah. No, no, no. It's exactly what that is. I mean, yes. This city is so segregated. You go down to Birmingham, Alabama, or Atlanta, it's not... It's ten times more segregated than even any southern city you're going to find anywhere. Well, white people in America are not so great anywhere you go. Yes, but we'll they talk are. about that another what? time. All right. Mark Cason, see you in a week and a half, buddy. Have and fun. We'll Be have safe. That, have that, I will. We'll have that show uh, up and running sooner or later. Yes, we will. Church, au revoir. Au revoir. Pleasure. Thank you, Mark Cason. Appreciate you very Domo much. Domo arigato. Good morning, everybody. Coming up, Giovanni's going to pop in, and we got to go back in time and tell you about some polls that are out now showing that Claire McCaskill, I love the headline here, Claire McCaskill is missing Todd Aiken right around now. Love that. And by the way, how about this? Brett Kavanaugh may actually owe his 40 years on the Supreme Court, the next ones, to none other than Democrats. Yeah. Susan Collins, we don't care about you. Who's the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? You're damn right. Live from the Discovery Design Studio, everybody. DiscoveryDesignInc.com is where you can find them for all of your trucking, hauling, building, you name it. You got it. Rick and Jerry Pogue, thank you guys so much for uh, your uh, love of this show. And hey, Rick Pogue, you need to text me or something. Let me know what the copy you need me to read for the uh, the phone greeting. I'm doing the phone greeting for Arrowhead Building Supply. I've actually never done that, something like that before. I'm like, I'm going to do, you know, press one for Rick Pogue, press two for Jerry Pogue, press three to talk to an operator. 
I don't know. I'm, I don't know what it's going to say, but I was honored to be invited to do their phone greeting over there at Arrowhead Building Supply. Thank you also to uh, Santino Cigars, SantinoCigars.com. You guys see this beautiful light behind Gia right there, Santino Cigars and Cocktails. That uh, beautiful, I love that. I love that thing. It's a, it's a cigar-smoking chick with a hat on. What more do you want from life? I got my shirt right here, people, that uh, Mike Marino gave me. Mike and Shannon were in yesterday. And uh, don't also forget, did they kick us off? They did. Damn it! Shaft nailed us. Oh, man! Shaft. Who is the man? So is, uh, there was Shaft, and what was the other exploitation movie? that It was Shaft and somebody else. Uh, what was the other movie that... that uh, Foxy Brown? No, it was a guy. Uh, Freddy's dead. Is that, I don't care. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not up on my thing. Hi, Gia Villardi. How you doing? I am great. I'm sure you're shaken, as is everybody, over the revelations uh, that we see, the, the picture that has been uh, basically spreading virally of Brett Kavanaugh. It's like, you know what? It's like we finally find someone we can believe in, and then suddenly our world is shattered by pictures of uh, a Supreme Court nominee outside of Catholic Charities giving food to the homeless. It's like, oh, no. I mean, really? It's fake. (laughs) I mean, that's going to be... Uh, devastating to to this nomination. I'm sure they're going to run with it. It might be as devastating as the fact that between, uh, let's see, had almost $60,000 in debt, maybe even upwards of $100,000, and paid it off. So I, I, that revelation could sink this nomination too. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Whoa. It's like dominoes. Yeah. This is terrible. It is. Yeah. So, Gia, you were listening to Marcation, and you were, it was driving you nuts, right? Uh, not just me. Everybody on the feed. Everyone was losing their minds. Yeah. So, well, well, but since you're on the air, what, were you, what well, was your take on it? First, I had to adjust it? my microphone because yeah. I'm so much taller. Yeah. Um, what was my take on it? I mean, he, I don't know. He makes my blood boil. My blood pressure goes up. I'm not talking. My blood pressure goes up. Yeah. Well, because he was talking about police. Your, yeah. your husband's a police officer. You know, I know so many officers, both white and black. And in fact, I was at a retirement party on Saturday evening, and I was introduced to a black officer who, um, years ago, I don't know how many, but he has he's often done um, speaking engagements with the police academy classes. So he comes and gives this talk because he had to take a life. And apparently he does a fantastic job speaking to the, uh, the uh, future officers. And I was introduced to him the other night, and we were talking, and I said, do you mind if I ask the person whose life you took, was he white or black? And this is a black officer. He said he's, he was black. And I said, that's interesting. That- was this in St. Louis? Mm-hmm, Yeah. And I said, uh, did you ever get in any, any trouble for that? He said, no. He said it was either his or his life or mine. So I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. And so, you know, I just want to hear Mark go on these rants about, you know, the black officers. or He only knows black officers. He doesn't know any white officers. And he knows the black ones are good. And, you know, I, I, he, I'm lost on that. 
I'm, yeah, this, you know, this, I mean, it, we, it has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with it, it's. They have a job to do. It doesn't matter if they're black or white. They should all be able to go home to their families. Period. Well, and this situation where if you just look at the stats, uh, the fact of the matter is there are situations where black officers have killed white people and black people. Right. And it doesn't ever become an issue. Uh, and and it's weird how just simply the, the mere fact that an officer, his race could make all the difference in the world in terms of how you assess whether or not it was a good shooting or a bad one is really kind of strange. And, 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 it's, and it's brought to us by, though, the same people who have destroyed this city and race relations in general because they're the same people. They, they have, and I'm not accusing Mark of this because I think Mark actually has taken an honest approach in some cases with dealing with some of these uh, black leadership and that kind of thing. But the reality is the currency of most white liberals is fear. You have to always, you know, that's why they gravitate towards Confederate monuments because they have to keep blacks always on edge. They have to keep blacks always thinking that the white man is somehow out to get him, that, that in fact slavery, the return of slavery is just a one week away. They always have to kind of uh, bring that up. And the Confederate statue thing was a perfect example of that. That was a white, liberal-driven controversy. Most black people, even here in St. Louis, regarding the, uh, the one in Forest Park – First of all, didn't even know it was there and and, and didn't care one way or the other. And if you ask most black people who uh, have the same dreams as white people do, who are living, wanting to raise their families, wanting to work, make a living, everything else, they'll tell you that a Confederate monument isn't what ultimately their biggest enemy is. It's, it's, It's not getting in their way as much as a poor economy is as much as an economy that basically is not growing is. And they all have the same concerns. And so uh, it's no wonder that you have this contingent out there thinking that white police officers are out hunting for black people because it keeps them afraid. I have a question. Prior to Ferguson, and please school me on this, when were the last riots and protests? Prior to Ferguson, when? Was it Rodney King? Oh, you mean in St. Louis? In, in, in our nation, when, were, when was the last massive protest eruption rioting prior to Ferguson? Did it even happen in Florida? Oh, the, uh, the, the, the Trayvon Martin thing? I yeah. Mean, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let's go, back. let's go back even before Martin. Uh, well, you had like the Watts riots, those kinds of things. Well, you had, you had Rodney King. Rodney King. 92, 92, yeah. 92. I mean, you know, that, that you know, and, okay. that, and that wasn't a, uh, that, that, that was a good example of, of not only a, uh, some misbehavior on the part of the police officers, but that was also a pretty good example of the misbehavior on the part of overwrought black thugs who, for instance, uh, you know, remember, you, you remember Reginald Denny, right? Grabbed out of his truck and right. hit with a rock and all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty much of a. It was it, no. There were nobody came out of that thing looking very good. So I have a philosophy on this that Barack Obama disarmed law enforcement big time with the Harvard professor Gates. That 
was a pivotal moment in our culture. When he said that police acted stupidly. stupidly. Well, no, I'm sorry, Gia. He's erudite and uh, what oh, does right. he call it? And, and uh, articulate. articulate. Yeah, that was, we, yeah, I dismantled that. That was part of the breakdown of uh, Joy Reid's claim that uh, President Obama was simply attacked for being too smart, too erudite, and too articulate. Articulate. Give it. Give that person Abbott with the asthma a breathalyzer. <laughs> that was our erudite president. But no, the Gates situation, that was a serious that was a serious situation because he came out. In fact, it was so funny because he came out and basically said, I don't know all the facts, but here they are. It was unbelievable. And he had his nose in a local situation that he didn't even no president gets involved in something like that and then they're having beers at the white house i can't i yeah i can't the beer summit that was the, the that was the big beer summit yeah i mean but so i do believe that president obama was among those individuals because again they know how to make blacks afraid they they, they they're very well versed at that psychology and so that whole thing you talk about uh the idea of the uh, the dog whistle, you know, because they always use it for Republicans. But boy, do 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 liberals have some major league dog whistles going on on a regular basis? Where they will, and and I think the dog whistle with Obama on that was be be afraid, but just know that me and my white liberal friends are all out here to help you. Don't you worry about a thing. The word white, or I'm sorry, right. That's that's the buzzword, exactly. especially in the media. They just use the term right, R-I-G-H-T. Did you see this uh, Russian asbestos company that put out a huge package of their asbestos, and they said uh, – and they have a mine there. <laughs> they, put, uh, they put Trump's picture on pallets of asbestos with the words approved by Donald Trump. 45th president of the United States. They put, it, they put it on their Facebook page and everything else. And this is kind of a, a, a mocking kind of thing. But they said he supported the head of the United States Environmental Protection Agency, Scott Pruitt, who stated that his agency would no longer deal with negative effects potentially derived from products containing asbestos. So the left is using this now as another example of where the Russians are all in the tank uh, and 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 Trump is all in the tank with them, and and believe me, it's probably not a good thing to have your picture on asbestos and being thanked for it, because asbestos is now is Banned. no longer right. like used in the in the United States. But over there, they're definitely liberally using it. Pretty crazy. Latest poll, by the way, uh, that we see on the Democratic side showing. People like Claire McCaskill, people like Bill Nelson, people like Donnelly in Indiana, and Joe Manchin, these other guys, and and Heidi Heitkamp in is they're all underwater when it comes to their polling. Believe it or not, in spite of these dastardly pictures of Brett Kavanaugh handing out food to the homeless, there's a good chance that he will be confirmed. And that the confirmation will come at the hands of Democrats. Beautiful, huh? Mm. The, the noise has already died down from them of any substance. 
it, it it is dissipated. I talked to I when I talked to Jim Talent yesterday, I I suggested that these people who were talking about how they're going to derail this thing, there was a lot of consternation right afterwards, but it has died down significantly. I mean, the 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 networks are no longer pursuing Susan Collins and for her comments on things because they know that it's likely going to be Democrats who wind up pushing her pushing him over the top. Where are the numbers right now? They're uh, for who? Uh, McCaskill. Uh, she is plus one on uh, Real Clear Politics polling, and plus one is dead heat, totally right. insignificant, or losing. or losing. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's within the margin of error. Uh, and, and the latest poll, obviously, I, I just I'm I'm writing that one off the, the Missouri Times poll. There's no way that that's credible. Uh, but it only focuses on Josh Hawley. So last night I was out at Cool Dell for the Peter Pfeiffer campaign event, and I told Peter Pfeiffer. And, and thanks by the way, I think he's is is he nearby? There he is. All right, buddy. How you doing, man? Thank you for the barbecue last night. So anyway, it's a cool Dell. I told Peter, I said, you know, dude, you you can win this. People can win this nomination with 18, 19 percent of the vote at this at this point. Right. And the idea that Josh Hawley somehow is going to be the one that that walks away with it because everybody else is cannibalizing no themselves is a little bit over the top. So we'll talk to Peter Pfeiffer when he comes in in just a few Gia Valenti, thanks a lot for being with us, and we will see you a week and a half from now. Perfect. Going back to the, uh, where are you from in Italy? Where's your family I'm from? I'm Sicilian. Oh, Sicilian. Oh, horses head people. <laughs> I tease the northern Italians about that, but they always claim it's the Sicilians who did the horses head stuff. We say bon viaggio for your trip. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. All right, Peter Pfeiffer in just a few. Thank you to Discovery Design for the studio. DiscoveryDesignInc.com. I also have a little mini announcement to make. I think Peter Pfeiffer's going to appreciate this one. Coming up, stay tuned. It's Radio Free Almond, RadioFreeAlmond.com. We have the... We have the brand new colors for the tanks, thanks to Gia's suggestion. You see them, by the way? You already have one? Can you turn her mic on? Thank you. Uh, what's that? You're on your way. From Jags. Yeah, they have the... They have, they have the uh, the winter white or... White marble. White marble, yeah. Military green and forest marble. Pretty and nice I looking. ordered military green and white marble. Good for you, babe. Mm-hmm. Love it. They look good Thank on you. Thank you, Margaret. I didn't get much time. I blame Kaysen. Yeah. <laughs> Radiofreealman.com.
Right, man. Hey, Peter Pfeiffer, how you doing, buddy? Your mic on over there? Uh, there check, you are. Check. One, two. Thanks for the fun time at Cool Dell. Well, I appreciate it. And the folks uh, out at Cool Dell, my Cool Dell family and friends and neighbors, were all happy to see you. Because that's your your. I I didn't. I forgot that you were kind of. Uh, you're a member out there, so to speak. You got to be a member, right? You got to be a member. <clears throat> now, you can join uh, for a year, or you can buy some stock in the club and, uh, uh, and and be a real real A member there. Oh, really? You can buy some stock in the club? That's right. Wow. It's a member-owned club. That's pretty amazing. I love it. Well, it was a fun time, and good turnout, and uh, Margaret was out there. Margaret, She's a ton you know of fun. What? She's always a lot of fun, and Margaret's always uh, on in the mornings, and uh, she is, the, as you said, the mayor of the Facebook feed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, was to, I offered to give her a ride home, but uh, before we got there, she, she had a, a, a taste for a Singapore sling. So we went down to Santino's for a Singapore sling and a stogie. You did? Absolutely. Margaret's no fantastic. kidding. She's a, she's a lot of fun. So you, so, so you wound up getting the Singapore sling? She was asking for it. I love it. And <laughs> Santino Cigars and Cocktails, thank you for uh, going down to one of my esteemed sponsors of the show. Fantastic. Great job you're doing here. Yeah, buddy. Santino Cigars. It's a beautiful place, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it's it's kind of like it's got the uh, – it's, it, it's not your typical – I mean, you're a cigar guy. I have so, one in the car for you. So it's not your typical cigar bar, correct? Absolutely. I mean, not. It, it's 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 lit differently. It, the atmosphere is different, and I'm not disparaging other cigar bars out there, but it's not your typical one. How's the campaign going? It's going great. You know, I, I like that uh, you're talking about these polls that are out there that really don't mean anything. Yeah. We haven't had an election yet. And the primary is coming up August 7th. Everybody knows I'm one of 11 candidates on the ballot. I'm last on the ballot, but I should be first on your mind. And I'm the only St. Louisan on the ballot. So uh, as far as the election is concerned, how the campaign's going, it's going really well. So you already know the position on the ballot. Absolutely. I've known that uh, since I filed. So you're the la- – what do you mean the like – the, how, how do they do that? Do they, is it just some, uh, like a lottery or something? Well, on day one, if you're down there on the first day to file, they give you a random number, right? So it's a lottery on the first day. But after that, it's determined by when you file. Uh, and I was the last to file. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's why you'd be – okay, I got you. Uh, yeah, I told you last night, and you know this anyway because you've, you've, you've seen the numbers and you've seen what's going on uh, with all of this. Uh, the fact of the matter is that this race is more wide open than the news media and others will admit or let on. And the the fact is that even though Josh Hawley is the only one that, I guess, I don't know why these polling firms have, deci- have, have just decided on their own that Josh Hawley is the front runner because they haven't done any, they haven't done any polling 
that shows the relatives. Uh, they have done a polling that shows Peter Pfeiffer versus versus Josh Hawley, uh, or Austin Peterson versus Josh Hawley. I think some of them have done their own polls, but they haven't shown. They don't include anybody else in the polls. I don't understand this in this day and age. They don't show anybody else in the polls. I, don't, I can't figure that out. Well, you know, polls are, are meant to provide some information. And when you pay for a poll, you want some kind of information. You're, you're paying for that information. And the folks paying for the polls are obviously in the tank for Josh Hawley. Now, the interesting thing is I've done my own poll. It's called a lunch counter poll. <laughs> and a ham sandwich could beat Claire McCaskill. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and the fact of the matter is that Claire McCaskill right now, even though she's plus one on the Real Clear Politics average, the fact of the matter is Claire McCaskill is in a situation where, first of all, she's going to probably be forced to vote for Brett Kavanaugh. Well, it, that it, would be it, amazing. I don't think she's going to vote yes for Kavanaugh. If she doesn't vote yes, that's the that's basically the nail in the coffin for her. She's already at 57% of the state of Missouri wants to get rid of Claire McCaskill by herself. Claire versus Claire, they want to get rid of her. Nobody yeah. wants her. And, and I think what's happened is they've managed to, in some way, shape, or form, uh, try to make this assumption that, for instance, the tariffs are killing jobs. So she's going back to her kind of Main Street uh, get-up that she did back when she was originally elected. And that's not working for people anymore because people, whether it be in the agricultural industry or manufacturing, whatever, these individuals are uh, seeing job growth. They're seeing expansion of businesses. They're seeing the results of a Trump economy, not a Claire McCaskill Democrat economy. Oh, that's absolutely right. You know, you see, you see her flying around the state of Missouri. I, I've got a, a 2006 Cadillac. It's four hours across the state. And guess what? It's four hours back. I've driven all over the place, and nobody really wants to, you know, vote for Josh Hawley. As a matter of fact, you know, there's polls out there now and information that's available that, you know, the guy doesn't have the name recognition that, that they say he has. You know, that's why they want to support him. He's got the name recognition. That's why the RNC wants to support him. That's just not so. Uh, as far as Claire flying, to, flying into Main Street to find out uh, what the pulse of the people is, she's totally out of touch. You know, she goes down to Poplar Bluff to talk about the jobs lost at the nail manufacturer. That's a Mexican firm. I've been all over the state. It's really interesting. There are hog farms that are owned by Chinese concerns. That are, these are issues that are concern, you know, the, the rural Missouri and do you think anybody's even talking about that? There are actual Chinese firms looking to put hog farms in your community. Well, and, and they're doing that because, first of all, they know that the playing field isn't level anyway. And they're going to take advantage of the playing field, this economy that, you know what, Republicans and Democrats have created where we have trade deals that are certainly putting the United States and, for that matter, even the agricultural industry uh, – not on a level playing field with the rest of the world. And so, of course, you're going to have these overseas conglomerates and China, whatever, simply being able to have the run of the place because they don't have to worry about the things we have to worry about because we're too busy uh, making up for our trade deficits. We're too busy paying the, the, our, the tariffs that are put on our stuff that we're exporting. Yeah, I think it's amazing. It's a, it's a great indicator when you see a Chinese firm trying to open up a hog farm in the state of Missouri. It, it, it's, they're, they're in Iowa. They're across the, the country. And when you see them coming here to open up a hog farm in Missouri, obviously something's wrong. It's cheaper for them to come produce pork here in our in the United States and export it back to China. You know, obviously the, the, the playing field is not fair, and it's a great thing to see our agenda being activated through Donald Trump and making the, the – 
fair trade, you know, priority one for everybody in the United States. So interestingly enough, and, and by the way, Peter Pfeiffer is uh, – your website, Peter Pfeiffer – PeterPfeiffer.com. PeterPfeiffer.com. That's it. That's as, it's as simple as it gets. And, of course, you're the only uh, St. Louis homie running, aren't you? That's right. I, and, and that's one of the reasons why I got involved. I looked at a list of candidates, and there was nobody on the ballot from St. Louis. Well, you know, this, this race could be called by the votes from St. Louis. That's how many candidates are on the ballot. This, this vote's going to be split up so many different ways. If St. Louis gets together as a block, we're going to have a senator, a United States senator from St. Louis. It's been since Jim Talent since we've had that here. Right. And, and the St. Louis area has been bleeding out for decades for lack of leadership here in St. Louis. Kirkwood High School's Jim Talent. Kirkwood High Where'd you go to Brentwood High School? No, I went to Clayton High School. Oh, you're, now, oh Clayton. You're a Clayton guy. I'm a Clayton guy. Now I have to remind everybody, now that you brought that up, I'm not the son of a baker. Actually, I am a son of a banker. I am not the son of a banker, which some people think when you think of Clayton. Yeah. But no, I'm the only candidate on the ballot that went to St. Louis Public Schools as well. I'm a Greyhound, which is Clayton High School, and yeah. I'm also a McKinley High School gold bug. I went down there. I voluntarily desegregated from Clayton down to McKinley. You did? I did. Why'd you do that? They had a, a fantastic program down there. When I was uh, 15 years old, I decided that um, uh, the radio program, the broadcast magnet program in the city of St. Louis had something to offer me, and I went for it. No kidding. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, and, and Clayton High, I remember, see, I went to U-City, so... Yeah, we've got a friend in common, uh, Andy Kuhn. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, so we, uh, the uh, the... Clayton and U City people, I, there was always this kind of adversarial relationship between Clayton and U City. I didn't really personally experience it, but you know, we were if we were from U City, we'd go over, for instance, and we knew people who might be part of the uh, at the Shaw Pool, Shaw Park That's Pool. Right. You know, and that's where kind of the the rumbling began. We didn't, you know? we didn't want you in there. <laughs> I know you didn't want us in there. I can tell you didn't want us have, in there. Yeah, you can go to Heeman Park. <laughs> and my mother, my mother was a lifeguard at Heeman Park. Well, dude, we didn't want to go to Heeman Park. You well, kidding a, me? That's a beautiful pool. Well, maybe it was at the time. Uh, <laughs> now, maybe it is now. Well, and but, that's, that's a funny thing you bring up, the, the boundaries and the borders in the city of St. Louis, in the county of St. Louis, Jefferson County, and St. Charles County. You know... The St. Louis region has been bleeding out for decades, and that's really something that I aim to change. And it's something I can bring to the table more so than any other candidate that's on the ballot because I know this area. I've been in the commercial real estate business here for over 20 years. I am a professional negotiator for over 20 years, and I can sit down with the leaders of St. Louis, St. Charles, of Jefferson County and St. Louis County and say, hey, look, you know what? Let's stop going in different directions. We're all in the same boat. Let's row together in the same direction. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I appreciate you inviting me out to the event last night. It was uh, fun to be there. And you're in, are you, it's commercial real estate? That's it. That's what you do. That's what I do. I'm working so, on three deals right now while I'm campaigning for USA. Are you well. really? Yeah, absolutely. Good for you, man. Well, here's, here's the deal. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm not trying to become one of your competitors, but uh, what do you think of this? So right now, uh, and, and Tracy Ellis' team, uh, and you could go to uh, TracyEllis.com. Sure. And she does commercial real estate. She and Rick do commercial real estate, home real estate, you name it. You got it. And I just happen to now have taken on the role as one of their in-house referrers. So on the air here, and again, I don't want to 
take any business from you. I'm just telling you. They, there's, there's plenty of real estate to go around the, the whole area. Sure. But what do you think of this? I mean, cause, because you, maybe you have some tips for me, and I know Tracy and Rick do anyway. But if you dial 314-309-0704, 314-309-0704, that's my phone number. You call me, 309 309- 0704, I will hook you up personally with Rick and Tracy Ellis and get you going on selling that home or buying that dream home or maybe a piece of commercial property. You never know. Well, I look forward to doing a deal with them. Yeah. I can work with the Ellis, no problem. Oh, oh yeah. Have you, have you worked with them before? I have not, and I look forward to doing so. They're great people, and Rick and Tracy have been just fantastic. They really do a, a, a great job. And you can email Tracy at Tracy at TracyEllis.com and thank her for putting me on board. But it's, it's just a – it's kind of like a I'm, – I'm working on getting my license. So I'm, I'm going to be doing that along with building Radio Free Alm. And I've decided I'm going to kind of diversify a little bit, which is you know uh, somewhat by necessity but also because I think it's time and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've always kind of wanted to get into that business. So you no warnings for me or anything about this thing. I know there are a lot of shysters out there, a lot of people out there trying to pull the wool over, but it's a tough business. Uh, it is anything worth doing is, is tough. You know, you got to do a lot of hard work. Uh, you know, you're going to have a leg up because you're, you're recognizable. People will know your name. Um, but when it comes down to it, you have to trust the person to represent you. And uh, I've been successful doing that for over 20 years here in St. Louis, which is something, again, that I'm bringing to the table in this U.S. Senate race is that I've represented hundreds of businesses in St. Louis, and I've represented hundreds of individuals, and I've also been previously elected a legislator. I've made a living off of representing people, and I've also taken an oath to represent people, which none of the other candidates have had the opportunity to do yet. And you were you were actually on the Brentwood City Council, correct? That's correct. Yeah, I was an alderman in Brentwood. I, uh, I beat a multi-term incumbent, and uh, it's fun to talk about a little bit. You know, very unusual uh, race that I ran in. I ran against a multi-term incumbent um, who died two weeks before the election. Oh, no. Oh, no, right. They tried to get the dead guy elected, and very unusual in the state of Missouri, but I did it. I beat the dead guy. Wow! Yeah, I know. I've, I've heard that. I've heard that happen before. Missouri is weird about about that well, whole thing. Well, we had a senator. Uh, it was Gene Carney. Yeah, got elected uh, mm-hmm. or was appointed. Uh, the widow of Mel. So yeah, that, I know. That was unusual that Mel Carnahan, a dead candidate, actually won a U.S. Senate seat. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, part of the thing too, I think, in terms of the political structure we have. Uh, and, and and part of why your profession, I think, would would tend to serve you well in the U.S. Senate. Uh, is the negotiation factor. And I'm not talking about negotiating things uh, away, uh, the way Republicans and Democrats have done this to the American worker for heaven knows how long, where it seems to me a lot of politicians go up to Washington and just simply trade away you know, our, our, our tax dollars and our jobs and everything else and never really truly represent us. Finally, we have someone like Donald Trump, who is obviously an excellent negotiator, who has made millions doing that type of negotiation. But you think that presents a certain edge when it comes to you wandering around up there in the swamp? 
Yeah, the Swamplicants have really, you know, done a number on us all. And it's, 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 it's a very exciting time in the United States and our, our, our political landscape changing because we were able to vote somebody in that was able to articulate what our agenda is. And that's Donald Trump, our president. I mean, it's fantastic to see our agenda hard at work. And that's something that, that I, I understand as well. Uh, again, as I said, the, the divisiveness of St. Louis um, is something I understand. And it's something I can take to the United States Senate and represent everyone fairly. My experiences are more like most Missourians than any other candidate on this ballot. There's no doubt about that. Um, That's, again, why I'm running. And no one else from St. Louis is on the ballot. And I thought that was a shame because St. Louis is the economic generator of the state of Missouri. The United States Senate is is obviously full of the Swamplicans, and we've got a lot of trouble just making sure that our our representatives represent us instead of special interests that are up there. Nobody's in my pocket, and I'm not in anybody else's pocket. You know, uh, PeterPfeiffer.com is a great place to go if you wanna if you wanna add a little bit to my campaign. It's P E T E R, obviously Peter, but Pfeiffer spelled P F E I F E R. And dot com. And you know what? There's there's five candidates out of the eleven that are really working hard. Go ahead. They all have websites. Give those guys five bucks. Give me 20. Yeah, gotcha. That's a good, good idea. I do like the fact that we do have – we have the uh, embarrassment of riches when it comes to all of our fantastic uh, candidates because – I, I think for for the first time in a long time, we have some really a whole list of really strong candidates out there. And I know that you believe that you're a superior candidate to all the rest of them, and that's good because you want to you want to be able to sell that. But I do have to say that that as long as I've been around, I'm hugely impressed with the with the list of people that we have running right now. Uh, and, and as you point out, the five that I th- saw at the forum. Uh, I think you all presented yourselves exceedingly well. It was great. I oh, thought it was great. That forum was uh, one of probably four that I've attended that the same five candidates have shown up. Yeah. You know, it, it truly is the Big Tent Party. We got a guy that uh, grew up in Brooklyn on the ballot. We yeah. got a guy that grew up in Arkansas on the ballot. We got a guy that was on the Libertarian ticket two years ago. We got a guy that was on the uh, Constitutional Party ticket two years ago. You know, it truly is the Big Tent Party. Everyone is welcome. And you see that on the ballot. But again, you know, I think I'm bringing a different skill set to this ballot. And uh, that's, again, why I, why I filed. I looked at the qualifications of the other candidates, and I just didn't find anybody that could represent me. So I decided if no one can represent me, I'll at least represent me. But I think I'm offering, you know, something else that the other candidates are not. And there's a, quite a few things we've talked about them already. No doubt, man. You're a hard worker, man. I, 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 gotta, I totally respect that. PeterPfeiffer.com is where you can find him. Thanks again for the evening last night. And thanks for taking Margaret home, buddy. Hey, you keep disrupting. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I love it, buddy. Thank you. That's Peter Pfeiffer. We'll come back. Thank you to Discovery Design for the studio. And thank you also to Santino Cigars, where Mr. Pfeiffer had a little Singapore sling and a cigar with old Margaret Sharp there. That's right. SantinoCigars.com. RadioFreeAlman.com is where you can find all of the brand new gear we have offering you with all the different colors of the tanks now. Thanks to Gia's suggestion. So check it out, RadioFreeAlman.com. It's Common Sense Radio, people.
Thank you, Peter Pfeiffer. Appreciate you, buddy. RadioFreeAlma.com. Live here from the uh, Discovery Design Studios. So, yeah, that, that uh, really excited to do. I, I don't know. This is it's a kind of a new frontier for me in terms of branching out a little bit in the professional world, but I'm excited to do so. The phone number again for all of you, if you want me to hook you up personally with Rick and Tracy Ellis, 314-309-0704. And the benefit of that, you going through me, is I am able to make sure that Rick and Tracy take care of you personally. They have a big team, great team, at the Rick and Tracy Ellis real estate team, but I will make sure that what you are selling, what you are buying, what you are doing is handled directly by Rick or Tracy or Rick and Tracy, both of them, whatever it happens to be, they will take excellent care of you. And thank you to Rick and Tracy Ellis, too, for your support and for what you all have done uh, for me and Radio Free Allman and beyond. So 314-309-0704, leave me a message, and I will uh, get back to you pronto and get you well taken care of. I am, uh, interestingly enough, just got some, uh, well, I don't know whether I should really necessarily talk about this, but the the uh, the numbers uh, from the other radio station regarding their ratings over the past three months. But it's interesting. First of all, they're only telling people about two of the three months. Hmm. And they're only telling them about one demographic and not the others. And so... Uh, if you look, for instance, at the the male demographic, for instance, uh, that that they're only showing, it's uh, a lot worse than it was before I left. And secondly, it is uh, they're not showing you the numbers of the adults or the females or the this or the that. So I'm just letting you know that the book is out as of yesterday. Uh, for the, the spring book, and uh, and they and and they're only telling advertisers about two months of it. So, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, uh, it, but that's that's just the, that's just. I mean, listen, I don't wish anybody over there ill will. I still have a lot of friends there, and I, I and 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 I then they have to compete like everybody else. I get it, but just letting you know that some of uh, what I'm hearing from some folks is not. Uh, they're they're playing some shell games. I'm not shocked by no. I, I don't I don't blame them. I mean, what, what are you going to say? Yeah, you know. But I'm not. I saw. Well, I think any common person that works in the industry would have seen what what was going to happen with the numbers after April. Yeah. Well, April's not included when they're talking to them. No. And, and May and June are, but. Uh, there are only certain parts of May and June that they're telling them about, so yeah. it's okay. You could you could you could play your numbers and do your thing, and just knowing I how get it. listeners reacted, a lot of May was, uh, "What are they going to do? What are they going to say?" Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, once uh, they figured that out, then bye. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of it was just simply uh, a certain level of of interest, I guess, into all this. 
Do you realize we began the show? Uh, do you realize we were when we were pulled off the air? It was in fact over that clip from Willy Wonka. Yeah. Well, I figured that, but or I speculated as such. Well, I wonder if I wonder if I play all of the. Uh, I, I went through. I kind of did a Willy Wonka loop last night because I, I looked at some like old clips. Because because the I, I'm telling you this because the girl from I feel bad about her Denise Nickerson who was the blueberry girl. She was the one who played Violet, you know, and she chewed that. She blew up into that big thing, and that's where you saw the first. Sight. I think that was the first sight of the Oompa Loompas, right? When yes. they were rolling her around. <laughs> but that movie, man, was crazy because it was it was it was kind of uh, a little bit aggressive towards kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was it was when you watch it now, you really realize. Okay, well, like when I was a kid. We watched it, and, and I remember even the, even the days when I think one of the candy bar companies actually did the whole right golden ticket thing, you know, whatever that was. And it was a great movie. And Gene Wilder, nobody's nobody's better than him, in, in my opinion, at, at, at a role no. like this, you know. No, I'm glad when uh, Depp tried to do the role, they, they just changed the name. They wouldn't even let him touch the Gene Wilder character name, so... Yeah, see, that's the thing I don't understand either. Why would they? Why would they redo? And how'd the, that movie do? By the way, do you know? I think it did. It did pretty well. Did it? Okay, I mean, considering, but you go against the budget. It was a huge budget too. So, um, well, it's interesting because they made their money back. Yeah, I, I'm sure. And 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 plus, a lot of these remakes. What did they call it? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. No, Charlie, I believe. Was uh, oh, the, okay, uh, okay. Well, because some of these places, well, some of these operations, what they do is they just simply make a movie. Like they they remade one of the greatest movies of all time, which was the Taking of Pelham One Two Three. And you know what they called it? No, the Taking of Pelham One Two Three. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and I say, how can you? How can you? It's it's, it's as if you came out. With, Hi, people! We have a new movie out. It's called The Battle of the Bulge. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Uh, I think I've seen that before. Or, oh, no, we have a new movie out. It's called Kelly's Heroes. It's like, no, I've seen <laughs> Kelly Heroes. Right. And the, I always found it on the Warner Brothers end, um, when they re-released Batman, they called it The Dark Knight. When they re-released yeah. Superman recently, The Man of Steel. And I thought, why wouldn't you? And then they go back and said, oh, yeah, with Man of Steel, we should have called it Superman. Then more people probably would have went to see the movie. Yeah, I guess. Which is kind of odd. But when did Willy Wonka come out? I think it was originally? like 73 or 73? 74 or something like that. that yeah. So you're, we're talking on the cusp of Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street and Super Friends and Looney Tunes. And there are a lot of kid-heavy uh, marketing out there. And then Willy Wonka comes out that's kind of – yeah. Makes a big statement. It definitely did. <laughs> yes. And I and I think Willy Wonka, you talk about budgets. I think Willy Wonka, the entire movie was shot basically in a room this size. Wow. I mean, you know what that I mean? Is, yeah. like, like they didn't have, you know, uh, it was basically, they, they, you can tell too that, that that movie cost them like $3. And, and they made a ton of money off of it. But you know what? More power to you. If you could do that, people, you're, uh, you're in the swing of things. All right, Steve Church. Oh, by the way, I can't wait to talk to Kelly. 
What's the name of the What's the name of the uh, remote office location again? Executive Plaza Suites in Chesterfield, Missouri. I was out there. I saw Steve out there and met a couple folks out there. And Kelly, this Executive Suites that's a that's a great operation out there. It is. You 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 you, you have first of all. If you are like a person who even works from home, you have the ability to have somebody who will answer the phone for you and do all those things that a executive secretary would do, whatever. Yeah. Or if you need office space and need conference room access and a nice little lobby that will where they have people greeting your customers when they come in. Yep. It's a great operation. Everywhere. Uh, she said the phones, the presentations, proposals, they can do it all for you. And they do. And the professionalism is just top notch. In fact, last night I met, uh, bumped into Tina Meyer, the Megan Meyer Foundation. Oh, yeah. And they had their board meeting there uh, last night. Oh, nice. And I like Tina. I like that. She loves you. She sends her love to you. And yeah. yeah. She's great. She's really done a lot, a lot for our young people and. They've been operating out of Executive Plaza Suites, Chesterfield, for years. Executive Plaza Suites. I'm going to get Kelly as a sponsor on the show eventually. So I bet she would love to do that. All right, folks. RadioFreeAlman.com. We have our new gear up there. New colors, at least, on the tanks for the ladies. So if you guys want different colored T-shirts, I'm sure we can manage that for you, too. I want an Evil Knievel-inspired RFA shirt. All right, we'll arrange that for you. That'd be cool. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long.